All right, and welcome to season three of the Jumping the Rail podcast. Uh, I know we said we were going to take a break, but there were a couple of uh, weeks where we had to have a show because, you know, just things happen, so we have to talk about it. But this is officially the first show back. Uh, this is Mark Rebman coming to you from the Noodles position in Champaign, Illinois. Joined, as always, by my buddy Menders. Menders, I don't know what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, there's there's nothing going. What do you want to talk about? It's, been, right? it's, been, it's a slow it's a slow news week in the world of professional wrestling. Sure was. It was terribly slow. So much was not going on. Yes. Oh my goodness. So there's things that happened that we haven't talked about because, well, like I said, we we didn't focus on because all in happened, of course, in the uh, in the time since we've been away. And then this past weekend, we had payback from the WWE. We had All Out, which actually, as full disclosure, as we're speaking, I'm, I've got the main event on my iPad here because I haven't seen the whole show yet. Uh, so I'm catching up on the end of that while we're uh, while we're talking here. But uh, but yeah, overall, uh, it's the in ring this weekend actually was not bad, Menders. I, I actually enjoyed both shows if you think about it. I hate to say it, but yeah. <laughs> I I'll, full disclosure. I I didn't know what to expect going into All Out when I turned it on. I didn't either. Because I, I don't really know if you didn't. noticed. Hey, I, I decided know. not to buy it Sunday, and I decided to buy it what this morning. Uh, this afternoon, I think. Yeah. So we literally had four hours to watch a five-hour yeah. show <laughs> yeah now in my in my defense i wasn't home all weekend so i wouldn't have been able to watch it live anyway I in was my defense off. i didn't want to see a show where i thought the crowd was going to take it over which they still kind of did but they, they did in in like in the bucks match they kind of they were a little salty i'm sure we'll get there i got lots to say about that match yeah there's AJ. Little was happening in wrestling. He got pissed at work and put his coworker in a chokehold. Justified. 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 Has justified. to be justified. It has to be justified. That's right. Uh, so I know we're gonna have uh, somebody joining us here in a bit once he gets home from work and, and set up. But uh, well, why don't we... we start with payback? Let's, let's start let's with get payback. The WWF out of the way. E. That's done. WWE. Don't get sued. Whatever. Sorry. Get that out. <laughs> Sorry. We're not pandas hitting each other with chairs. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I thought Payback was a really good show when I watched it. I watched it back yesterday when I got home. I I watched it as it was happening, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I spent – my weekend's just a blur because I didn't do anything. So every well, day where were you going to go? Yeah, exactly. But uh, I was impressed with the Trish and Becky match. That was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. In fact, yeah. when it came on, I was kind of like, really? oh, that was, This that is was what a, we're doing? That was a great opener, I thought. Well, part of me was like, good, it's out of the way. We don't have to watch it later. <laughs> but well, there then was I was that. pleasantly surprised. I was pleasantly surprised. So, I mean, it wasn't like a great pay-per-view, but it was, it was fine. I didn't think there was anything terrible on it. Well, no. yeah, no. <laughs> oh AJ I'm, I'm gonna have to agree with him there 
Are you seeing? I got. I got. I got to see what he said here. He said he enjoyed yeah. payback. I'm pretty sure Kevin Owens' tailbone enjoyed it a whole lot less. You what can't tailbone? tell me. Yeah, that thing exactly. is powder at this point. It is. You can't tell me he didn't break his tailbone. You can't tell me he didn't. Not a chance. I mean, that Swanton was more or less a headbutt through the table that he did on Dirty Dom. And then, yeah, tailbone on concrete is not a uh, an equation that I would uh, put my money in. Yeah, it's not fun. I've seen the results Dude. of it. I've never done it, but I've seen the results. Wait, you've never done it? <laughs> no, sure haven't. Uh, Dwayne is in the chat. Welcome back to the show, Dwayne. Uh, I'm not saying it didn't happen any good, happen e any good moments. It just wasn't my book. <laughs> you know. I mean, that's that's it's, that's I'm fair. That's that's yeah. fair. Yeah, I get what you're saying, Dwayne, and I, I kind of agree. It was it was a fun show to watch. It wasn't a SummerSlam caliber card or anything. Uh, it wasn't meant to be. Yeah. Oh, look, John Moxley just won the international championship. Breaking news! Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh my okay, god! So you're at the end of it. Okay, nothing I, else happens. There's there's no after. There's nothing after it. Or if there was, they didn't show it. So you're good. Okay. Good deal. And thank you for making it available to me so I could make sure I saw it and wasn't out of the loop like a schmuck. Yeah. Well, I know <laughs> how many times I feel out of the loop like a schmuck, but I BS my way through it. So. Yes. We do. Dwayne, we do. you don't have to apologize for typos. They happen. <laughs> Take it from a guy with giant thumbs when I try to. We send will just messages. make sure we point them all out every time it happens. <laughs> all like, right. Let's run Grammar down the matches for payback, because that will help me get my thoughts together on each one. Okay, so uh, first off, you mentioned the uh, cage match, Becky Lynch and Trish. Uh, Did you see the turn coming at the end? Because I totally saw it. I Yeah, I wasn't surprised by that. Uh, I mean, Zoe, I figured was only going to take so much of Trish's stuff for, for too long. Stuff, what am I in, third grade shit? Taking so much of her shit. <laughs> We're past the first 30 seconds. We can cuss on YouTube now. <laughs> All right. uh, uh, no, I thought it was a really good cage match between those two. It's definitely the best match they've had. Uh-oh. Am I still here? Okay. Okay. Am I back? You're back. For some reason, this damn headset... Uh, just disconnects out of the blue one time every week, every time I turn it on. <laughs> Usually it does it before we go live. This time it happened to do it now. Well, I didn't have but... my computer on for very long, so it, no. I'll probably freeze up at some point. You're smart, Alec. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> I have to. Uh, it has to be done. Uh, but no, uh, yeah, this was the perfect way to blow off the feud. Between those two, do it in the cage the way they, the way cage matches were intended to be. Yes, I agree. This was the first time that I didn't. I'm, I'm gonna sound like a terrible person. I don't think the women should have cage matches, at least not like this. But the reason that they had this cage match made sense, so I'm okay with it. Mm -hmm. And also, the thing is, a lot of, the, and I don't want to sound like a chauvinistic asshole here, but it's probably how it's going to come off. A lot of the girls aren't don't 
work the styles that would needs to be worked flourish in a cage. Yeah, I would say that it needs to be worked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's bad enough that they have cage matches with no blood. That's right. that's always a sticking point with me. Although okay. we didn't get blood, but holy crap! No, the well on Trisha's oh. forehead. Holy oh yeah, crap. that thing Crazy. was ugly. <laughs> ugly. <laughs> she's she's a tough chick, that's for sure. She is. But uh, thank you, Trish. Man. How about that? There you thank go. Thank you, Trish. Yep. <laughs> well, she managed to get Trish, She managed to get Becky and Zoe over in the span of half an hour. Right. Just not bad. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. And then, not for nothing, I know it's jumping ahead a little bit, then Zoe had a hell of a match with Shayna last night on Raw. I missed the beginning half of Raw, so. I caught the last half. I caught the important part. Okay. Okay. Yeah, not a bad Raw. Uh, it was uh, almost a lady hoss fight. It was her and Shayna Baszler. Shayna got the win. Well, I can but, see. Uh, Zoe's but Zoe tough. looked good in it. Zoe's tough. Okay, yeah. I'm not going that far, Dwayne. Wait, what? Hang on, I missed something. <laughs> Switch back to your comments. <laughs> oh, Trish is definitely the goat. You know what? I would say yes. Five years ago. Uh, okay. Nowadays, I think there's competition, but there was a while when I would agree with that comment. Just from her original run. Oh, and then AJ's comment. Honestly, I was super excited for the cage match just because I was ready for it at SummerSlam and it didn't happen there. And then the rivalry just kind of kept going. Becky and Trish delivered, though. They did. You know, in hindsight, I'm glad it didn't happen to SummerSlam because it would have gotten lost and all the other stuff going on. Yes, it would have. This way it's st- this way it's stood out a little bit. Uh, let me think. What was the next match on Payback? I should know this because <laughs> I just watched it yesterday. Uh do I need to pop it on my phone so I can see what it is? Here, yeah, you probably should. All right. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, I was camping all weekend, so I didn't see any of this stuff. So I'm kind of... Wikipedia payback. Let's see. Okay. Wikipedia is never wrong. <laughs> Close enough. We'll figure it out. I just need match results. Yeah, that's what I was going for, too. Event. Let's see. Out. All right, first match. Okay. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Uh, LA Knight in the Miz was the second match with John was Cena that the as the referee. One? Okay. Yeah. Uh, fun little exchange between Cena and the Miz before the match. But you know, do we really those two need this again? Well together. Do we what? really need this again? John Cena and the Miz. What? It's been a while. Okay. Dwayne, you are wrong, sir. The tag title match was the semi-main event, so thank you for trying. Nice <laughs> uh, try. That I do remember. Nice try. Hey, <laughs> I appreciate the effort, though. I really do. Yeah. We need it. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, uh, LA Knight gets the win on The Miz. No big surprise there. Uh, I thought it was a fun match. Uh, you don't see Miz have a lot of bad matches. As Maybe much it's just as I hate- I know I hate to admit it, but if the Miz is in there, you know Miz is gonna he's gonna sell. He's gonna work. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. he's, he's gonna he's do gonna it. He's gonna get safely. the crowd pissed at him. Exactly. Yep. He can get somebody over fairly quickly. Um mm-hmm. if they don't keep pushing LA Knight though, they're missing out on a prime opportunity because he is ready to be shot to the moon. He's already halfway there. Uh, 
Well, yeah. Uh, so what do you think they should do with him next? Cause, I mean, you can't say Roman Reigns because he's not ready for that yet. Ray. You think U.S. title? Yeah. Makes it's the only other option you really have. It's the only yeah, other title true. on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a title, though. It could just be a, a top talent to be in the ring with. I uh, I think he, right okay. now, he needs, I think it needs to be a belt. Oh, AJ says Royal Rumble. I That's fine, but that's a little too far off, in my opinion. Well, let's let's think about this, because, yeah, I know that's the only two. I mean, Jimmy, or Jimmy, I get, I'm getting mixed up. Jay Uso just showed up on Raw last night, and I almost got confused, because on the show, Adam Pearce said that they're going to have to send somebody from Raw over to SmackDown as like have a compensation. Have you seen what the dirt sheets are saying? I don't read those things, Menders. Well, Adam Pierce was wearing an American flag tie last night. I did notice that. So they're, a week thinking, early. they're thinking switching or the way I'm gathering it or the thought that I had that that kind of suggested is what if Cody Rhodes is going back to SmackDown? Well, that's how they can get Cody in with Roman again. Exactly. That makes sense to me. It makes I mean, sense. That it's getting kind of crowded in that top level babyface scene on Raw right now with Jay and Cody and Seth, uh, yep. Kevin and Sammy to a slightly lesser degree. So it makes sense to send one of them over. Seth's got the belt right now, so he can't go. Seth might and... be actually hurt. He yeah. might be actually hurt. So I kind of, I kind of wonder if they're not going to try to find somebody to be like a transitional transition champion. champion. Well, that that's your that's Nakamura. That's well, he oh oh, you probably didn't know this. Did you know he attacked Cody? Or attacked Seth after the show? After payback? Um, yeah, they showed it on Raw last night. Oh, did they show it on Raw last night? Yeah. That must and have been the beginning. I started at like 8.30. Yeah. <laughs> and then he beat him up again on Raw. So it's oh, still, okay. that's still going to go on. So I can see it being essentially beating Seth for the belt, holding it for a cup of coffee. Maybe then Jay takes it off Shinsuke. You know, you never know. Seth gets some yeah. time off. But who's... Okay, here's my bigger question. Well, okay. okay, let's go back to our matches because we were trying to figure... We, we got off the track again. Let's try to get okay. back on track. All right. Uh, so, yeah, uh, LA Knight beat the Miz. No big shocker there. Uh, Stina kind of gave him the rub with the handshake and all that stuff that everyone makes a big deal out of. Uh, let's see. AJ thinks that Jey Uso is going to dethrone Gunther. I don't know that I believe that. I think Jay's in that world title echelon right now. Right now. I mean, yeah. I'd love to see the match. I we're gonna talk about Gunther because last night they had a fucking banger of a main event on Raw. <laughs> that match last night, holy crap! Yeah, we'll get to it. Uh, next match on, I don't remember a whole lot about uh, Rey Mysterio defending the U.S. title against Austin Theory. Uh, Mysterio got he the win. Uh, yeah, he, he retained. I'm bummed. I'm bummed that Theory's kind of getting pushed under the rug. Kind of lost again in the now. shuffle. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he needs he needs something, some kind of a, a kick in the pants, you know. Uh, let's see. Then we get the uh, tag team title match, 
uh, Stane and Owens against the Judgment Day, Bauer and Priest. A Steel City street fight. Because why not? <laughs> well, I had, I had, okay, so I'll tell And actually, I'll I was okay with mine. it. I was, I was, I was okay with, with it, though, it. this time. I think it needed to be that, honestly. And I had my, I had my prediction at the beginning of the night. I think. Okay. Were you, were you in on the, were you in on the prediction? I was busy being cooked like a glazed ham. Oh, yeah, that's campsite. right. You're busy getting sunburned. I forgot. So. Yeah. Before the Don't match. Don't make me show the top of my head. Please do. Please do. Because I've seen pictures and I think it's awesome. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not happy about this. Now, the wife has applied a salve to the top of the head, so it may be a little bit better, but we'll have to see. Hang on. Okay, let's see how this goes. Oh, <laughs> um, well, it's not as red as it was before. <laughs> it's not as red as it was. It doesn't look terrible. <laughs> Can you manage getting the headset back on? There we oh, go. Yeah, he fine. got it back on. That's why. That's why I have the hat on for protection purposes. But yeah, uh, the wife eloquently used it looked like a flesh-colored yamaka. <laughs> it kind of does. I, I, I'll ask later what you had on your head that you got that sunburn. So, but anyway, <laughs> I had said that if Sammy and Ko would have won last, or if Sammy and Ko would have won that tag championship, mm -hmm. Priest was cashing in, and mm -hmm. that was how they were going to get rid of Finn. That was how they were going to break the Judgment Day. Mm, okay. Because then Finn would have been the only one without a belt. Because mm, you would yeah. have had Dom with Weakling. the Dom would have yeah. his North American. Rhea's got the women's. Uh, or, Damian or would as have Michael Cole, or as Michael Cole called it, the World Heavyweight Championship for Women. <laughs> that was his words last night. I think he got oh, a little tongue tied. Cole. <laughs> But what was it? He said something the other night too, and I don't remember what it was. I wrote it out. Was it was it Larry? Was it Larry at clothesline? Yeah, Larry at clothesline. I was like, okay. What? Now I took issue with that also. Uh, it's like it's like calling a hamburger a hamburger sandwich, if you ask me. But yeah, exactly. Uh, but Bully Ray made a good point today on Busted Open because he caught that too. But he pointed out that not. All of the young viewers that watch Raw know what a lariat is, so maybe he added clothesline to it to kind of give it a little context. So I got, so I bought that. That's fine. If it was Joey Styles, he wouldn't have called it a lariat because ECW fans know what the fuck a lariat is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, but yeah. but no, but Bully did make a good point though that a lot of the kids probably don't know what a lariat is. So nah, so I allowed okay. it. Okay. All right. Uh, the match was learn. awesome. Learn, uh, kids. Learn. Learn. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think this was the perfect way to use the rest of the group in this match, the way they did. Yes. Yes. It was in. It was in in phases. Dominic runs out first. He gets put through the table. Gets beat up. Then McDonough comes out, and then finally the big exclamation point was Rhea Spear and KO through that barricade. Which was before Which, her match, by the way. Right, right. <laughs> now, here's the only thing. <laughs> I, I was a little disappointed in how the spear looked. It didn't and look maybe great. I'm, well, maybe it's because I'm I, a little bit more judgmental and I'm cranky sometimes. Maybe I was just cranky, but I thought it looked... What? Good. Yeah, I know, right? 
especially here lately. I've been real cranky lately. Yeah, Rhea out wow. of nowhere with the spear. We'll go with that. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe it looked yeah. wonky because she was protecting herself because she knew she had a match. Probably. That was probably why it looked wonky. But hey, yeah. KO took it. And like we were talking about earlier, KO's tailbone was no longer existing by this point. Yeah. Um, hey, what about the the old what about the old crimson mask on uh, on Kevin in that match? At one point, he he got some good color in that match. And did he got hard way too, didn't he? I think so. I don't know that he would have been permitted to blade. Yeah, I think he got a hard way. But, so yeah, yeah. Of course, of course, they they wiped him down, so he wasn't bleeding at the end of the match, which that's fine. You got the you got the shot though. You got the look. You got yeah. to see it. So. I, I was oh, actually surprised. I, I was surprised. I didn't think Judgment Day was going to pull it off. I, I really was surprised. Because I thought yeah, they could have been KO and Sammy for a while. But I also knew Sammy was well, hurt. I, I think KO's a little banged up too at this point. Yeah. So maybe they all uh, asked for a break, which fine. Although whatever. they although from what I hear, they do have a match at the Superstar Spectacle in India next Friday or this coming Friday with uh, Indushir. Oh, okay. So, but after that, you never know. Maybe that. Maybe after that, they'll take a, a little break. Maybe uh, Sammy's going to start running with Jay a little bit, do something. Maybe. I, but will I? Don't know. Either. Are they going to put them back together? Do, uh, or is I this would. all? I mean, they make a good team. Of, Or is this all a ploy by the bloodline to get all the gold again? Oh come on! You're getting ahead of yourself here. Am I? Maybe a little bit. I think you're overthinking this, Menders. I'm. I'm what uh, this. I'm like. Are they gonna? Well, that's because I seem like it seems like you have to overthink everything in order to get it to get there. But it's okay. Well, maybe a little bit. Uh, <laughs> see, so, so yeah, I was okay. I was hoping last night they'd have new belts, but instead, Damien got the brand new Senior Money in the Bank briefcase. It's purple. It looks good. So, yeah, that looks good. Yeah. Uh, Okay, now this is now this match I want to talk with you about because it sounded like you had thoughts. Uh, Rhea Ripley defending the women's title against Raquel Rodriguez. I thought it was a good match. Raquel was Raquel's not ready. She's not ready to carry the women's division. I agree with that. And so watching all of it, I had that in my head the entire time. Oh, okay. So as I'm watching it. I couldn't get sucked. I didn't get sucked into it. Like I'm sure a lot of people did like, Oh my gosh, Raquel might have a chance to win this. She's not ready. No, I I didn't, I didn't think she was going to win, but they, they made it look good though. They, uh, a lot of people criticize Raquel's, uh, technique a little bit. I, I mean, she's a big, she's still green. So she's not that far out of NXT. She's not too long out of developmental. I think she's what, been maybe maybe a three year, years maybe? in the system. Has it been on the three? main roster about it? I think on the main roster almost probably a year and a half. Year and a half. But I'd, I'd take a year and a half on the main. How much of that? But, but how much of that was she hurt for? Right, and how much or, of that? And she's being, always been an attack. And she's always been yeah. an attack. Yeah, this there's was a big a, difference between this... a tag team match and a singles match. Huge difference. Very much, very much, and uh, I thought. You no, know, she put up a good fight. They had she had some cool uh, power spots in that match with Rhea. She it did. was cool seeing Rhea in the ring with somebody that could match her like 
strength for strength a little bit. She's someone that I could see with a little bit more work that she will be somebody that would be a threat to Rhea. Oh, but right now absolutely. she's not. Yeah. And the AJ bat. has a good point. Yeah. The Bam Bam Bigelow oh. tribute. Yes. That was a nice touch. Uh, Dwayne says women's match. Okay. Nothing spectacular. Yeah. That's kind of where we all kind of, kind of, kind of fall on that one. Uh, but yeah, Rhea defending the titles, a no brainer. You know, she's pretty much the biggest, I'd say biggest women's star in all of wrestling at this point. Right now. I mean, yes. Across all, all companies. I, I'd agree, uh, but I've always been a yeah. fan of Rhea. So she'll always be my number one oh, up yeah. there, but. Right. Even when she was in NXT UK. I I remember the first time she caught my eye when she was in the first May Young Classic. Ah, okay. So Yeah, I I really liked her. And that was when she was still long blonde hair. Oh yeah, but she was almost like Charlotte. Yeah. She was like a Charlotte lookalike almost. Then when she went to UK, she kinda got to be her. She got to develop that nightmare character. Which and then just off to the races. Yeah. Yes. She is. I'm, I t- I say it every every episode. She's our generation Sherry Martell at this point. She is, and I'm just I'm for here everything for that it. she does. Yeah. Let's watch it. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good with yep. it. All right. Well, let's talk about the main event. Menders, uh, Seth Franklin, <laughs> Seth Rollins <laughs> against Shinsuke Nakamura, and this is the Nakamura I've been waiting for since he was in New Japan. I love how they've been put presenting Shinsuke the last few weeks with the the promos in Japanese with the subtitles. I liked the cartoon thing at the beginning of his entrance that they had on the on the screen. Uh, this is overall demeanor. He's, he's Stacy pointed it out last night. My wife, she said he looked like an evil bastard. He's like, yeah, he did. Just with his I body like language. I like evil bastard. And... I like evil bastard yeah, Shinsuke. But, you... mm-hmm. but I like chaos my heels, Shinsuke. So... <laughs> yes. There you go. <laughs> yeah. A uh, really good match. Uh, definitely, I think it's the best match Shinsuke's had since I think probably the Mania match with AJ. If I had, yeah. to, if I had to compare it, a uh, couple spots and knowing what we know about Seth being hurt, whether it's storyline or not, I tend to think that it's legit. Uh, I thought that we might get a new champion last night, whether it was Shinsuke winning or Priest cashing in. Yeah, I when I knew it wasn't going to be Priest when Judgment Day won the belts. Well, yeah, I didn't think I didn't think they would do that. Um, But I'm with you. I really thought he was going to drop the belt to Shinsuke last night or uh, Sunday night or Saturday night. Saturday. (sighs) Too much wrestling all at the same time. Too much. Yes. (laughs) But I'm debating whether I should show my Tony Icarus picture at some point uh, on the show. (laughs) Yeah, we got to talk about this at some point, too. (laughs) Oh, we will. But, uh, yeah. I, that, I actually mean, did something cool. Go ahead. Uh, last night, uh, I, I told you Shinsuke beat up on Seth last night. It was mm-hmm. just a pull apart. But he left Seth laying, working on the back. as usual, like ran him into the steps and the barricade, all that stuff. And while they were doing it, they were showing Priest in the back with Rhea holding the briefcase, watching the monitor. And then after Shinsuke got taken to the back, they went back to Priest and Rhea said, not tonight. So they were teasing the cash in real subtly last night. Like, actually showing the, the mental process, not just seeing some guy just run out with a briefcase and a referee. Yeah. 
Dwayne like Seth will drop the belt on a bigger stage. I don't know if he's going to be able to. I think it's going to be soon. Uh, you know where if, I think he'll drop it? If he's going to drop it, it'll be at Fastlane. You think so? Yeah. That's the next pay-per-view, isn't it? I believe well, it is. Yeah. It's... Premium whatever. Premium live event. Yeah, that. You got yeah. to call it what it is, Menders. I was I couldn't remember what the rest of it is. I still call them PPVs. Sorry. Yeah, that's that's what I call it. it. You know, a horse by any other name is still a horse, as they say. Right. <laughs> Unless it, never mind. <laughs> I'm terrible. Yeah, because Fastlane's coming up. It's gonna be an indie. Oh yeah. Hey, fitting uh, fitting location for Fastlane. You know, cars racing fast, vroom vroom. You know, the twenty says Fastlane is the day before his birthday. So happy birthday, Dwayne! You're getting a new world champion. It sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> there has never been a good fast lane, AJ says, Luis Survivor Series for Rumble. Well, that's predictable. Survivor Series, they usually don't have title matches on. Uh, the Rumble, possibly? Like, maybe. You never know. It depends if he's on willing how... to go that long. I was going to say, it depends on how much Seth's backs hurt. Right. Really. Yeah. What did he say? Two fractures in his lumbar? Yeah. And his lower his back. back. Yeah. So that's yeah, where that's he's landing similar all to, the time. That's similar to Michael's uh, injury. Yeah, let's Trump not do that. Back. It was in that lumbar spine area. So, I mean, let's not do that. Let's not go back down yeah. that road. Yeah, don't be Darby Allen, Seth. Just work smarter. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I got opinions about that match too. Both of them. Oh, I'm sure. You, I'm sure you do. All right, so that was fast. That was a fast. That was payback. Uh, like we said, I enjoyed the show. I mean, it wasn't a five star pay per view or anything, but uh, I'll give it, it three and a half stars. Was, I thought it was. I say I'll give it three and a half. Okay. Uh, knowing what you watched over the the rest of the weekend, which show did you like better, payback or yeah, payback or all out? We have all in too. Don't forget about all in. Oh, we're going to talk about we, All In, sure. We haven't talked about All In either. Because personally, yeah, uh, I I hate to admit it because you know I'm not an AEW person, but All In, there were some matches on there that were damn good. Damn yeah. good. No, it's not. Hey, and you know what? And we mentioned it a little bit last week. Uh, the fact that they pulled 80,000 people with a ha- barely a handful of matches announced is pretty impressive. With it being so, a dark uh, show, a dark. It's supposed to be a dark it, show. Yes, and not AEW Noodles, dark. Noodles, like leave him alone. Yeah. I saw you sneak in. <laughs> she now she's happy to be home. She was gone for four days because we went camping and we had to board the cats at the vet. So they just came home today. So she's a little clingy. Ah. So I will allow it. <clears throat> hey, Dwayne agrees with you, Menders, on your rating of payback. So. Yay. Great minds think alike, as it were. All right. Well, before we get into the the real uh, fireworks from this weekend, let's talk about All In a little bit. Uh, let's talk about Raw. We haven't talked about Gunther's match yet. Uh, oh, well, why don't? Let's talk about Gunther's match. <laughs> uh, number one, the, the job that they did the whole night, basically building up that Intercontinental title with all the little video segments and everything was awesome. Uh, the promos were good between the two of them. Seth, uh, Chad stayed serious, didn't 
get all shoosh crazy like he does sometimes. That's the chat I like. I want serious yes. chat. Yeah, this was a match that reminded everybody just how freaking good he is in the ring. Well, and you saw because... who... Did you see who who built the... Or who did the match? The Who, uh, uh, who agented who, it? Who, yeah. No, I didn't Jason see. Jordan. Jason Jordan. Oh, there you go. Well, he'd know. So he... <laughs> <laughs> Get the old Alpha Academy back. Well, American Alpha. Alpha. Academy? American Alpha. There Alpha, we go. Alpha Academy's Gable and Otis. Yeah. No, American Alpha. I miss now, American Alpha. Dwayne, Dwayne, Miz was fighting John Cena. You just couldn't see him. <laughs> you know what Red. they say about a guy that can wrestle a broomstick? That's what the Miz did with, with Invisible John Cena. Uh, Call Dwayne an idiot. I'm I'm not. I hate to admit that I'm agreeing with him because I thought that was really dumb oh. too. It was it but, was corny, but what do you hey, if anybody can Miz, make it though? work? If anybody can exactly. make it work, it's the Miz. Yes, I, I will say that, and make it as believable as possible. Sure, that's it. That's true. <laughs> I had to adjust my Gentry's album over here because it was getting a little close to the edge of the table. I had to move it over. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, the Miss TV was a little ridiculous, but uh, I'm did intrigued you... by Champa talking with Pierce uh, in the office. That's what I was just going to say. Did you see Champa go back in the office? Which makes me wonder if he wants I, to I go did. to SmackDown. If he wants maybe, to go to SmackDown. Maybe he's... Although, I'm kind of hoping we get some DIY versus Judgment Day for the tag titles at some point. <laughs> you got to get Gargano healthy. <laughs> okay. Hey, the Miz, I would say the Miz is and this is going to get a lot of hate. He might be the best performer they've got. Because he makes the most out of what he's given every time. He does. I mean, come on. How many other wrestlers can you think of could have a shirt that says, hello, I have massive balls? That's true. And get it and get it to sell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. He even gets ladies wearing it. I know. AJ says, I don't know why people hate on wrestling the Invisible Man. He's a 16-time world champion. <laughs> and not for nothing, that match that the Invisible Man had with the Invisible Stan is a 10-star classic. With uh, our buddy Bryce Remsburg refereeing. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, they did some stuff I've never seen. I'm sure. <laughs> Rabbi, you know I love you, right? <laughs> How could you not? I'm a, I'm a delight. <laughs> oh, boy. But, oh, yeah. Goodness. So yeah, I'm interested uh, to see where that's going. I did. I was hoping for some DIY, but right now with Champa beating Bronson Reed the last time, I think that's done. Did they I have any so. more of that on before I watched it last night? Uh, no, they didn't. Okay. I kind of hope Bronson's the one that goes to SmackDown, <laughs> get some fresh, uh, fresh opponents, and get a get a new push. But, but what's he gonna go for? Bodies. <laughs> Bodies. He's gonna go okay. just go to hurt people. Okay. But I know the the Cody thing makes more sense to do. But 
I like, you know, I like my horses. I like, I want to see my boys I, treated good. We'll talk about your horses here in a little bit because you had a lot of good horse fights that happened uh, oh, at AEW. I so. really, there were so many good horse fights this weekend. <laughs> but so Gunther and Gable, I, I, you know what? They pushed it so much about how if Gunther was going to break Honky Tonk's record so much that they had me thinking, are they really going to drop this belt? Is, is Gunther really going to drop this belt to Gable? And then I saw his kids in the, in the audience. Uh-huh. And I was like, they might actually pull the trigger. They might actually pull the trigger and let it be two days away. I was like, please don't. Please don't. They don't like the honky tonk man enough to do that. They had a credible guy to, to be believable in, uh, and passing them up, they were going to go with it, and I was—I'm all for. It. I love the Honky Tonk Man, but Gunther is so good. Uh, yeah, my favorite guy on the roster right now, hands down. Uh, him and uh, Ilya Dragunov on NXT are my two favorites. Oh, I love Ilya. That's why. I, and busted open. They were talking about this match for a good majority of the show today, and the question came I up: Who's going to beat Gunther? And then it's they started be discussing who's. I think it's got to be Ilya. He's already beaten him for a title before. Yep. He's not doing much in NXT right now. He's, I think he's ready to come up. And they were I all throwing around. Like, caller, people were calling in saying, it's got to be Jey Uso or it's going to be Randy Orton. It's like, that doesn't help Gunther. It doesn't make any sense. No. I mean, shoot, even bring Ilya up and have Gunther beat him, then at least it's a continuation, continuance of, Did, of the feud that they had. Are they in a... Have they got their three in already? Have we seen all three of theirs yet? If you if, watched NXT. It's only two, so this would you, be the rubber? One in one in UK, one in NXT, so this would be the rubber match. Okay. Yes, please. Sign me up. Take my money. Right. Yes. <laughs> Another guy who I wouldn't mind seeing if they were to bring somebody up from NXT, because that's an option. They Some people were saying Braun Breaker, kind of on the nose, if you ask me. Uh He's got a match tonight with Von Wagner that should be interesting. Confusing to pronounce the the athletes in the middle of the match. But uh, has Von Wagner gotten better? I haven't been watching NXT lately. He's actually not bad. He's he's still a little rough around the edges. He has improved. Uh, Not in the like acting in the promos or anything, but (laughs) in in Ray's all right. Uh, he got that Beverly Brothers legacy that he's got to defend. You know. but no, it's my my first choice is Ilya Dragunov, absolutely. Another guy that a lot of people don't think about. What about Tyler Bate? Tyler Bate, um, is Trent Seven still in there? He's Any gone. Any of He's, those? Uh, is he gone? Uh, he went back to the UK. I don't blame. He him. had a cup of coffee with AEW, but he didn't never get signed. He just did a couple gotcha. matches there. Because yeah, Tyler Bate. Definitely, he had a banger with Gunther a few times too. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, what Pete done if they were to drop the drop the Butch if business? He quit being and butch, let him go back to beat. Yeah. If he quit being Butch, I'd be down for it. You know, yeah, Kofi's still, still around, and there's still always Drew. You know, I think Drew's. I think Drew's going to go up to the world title picture uh, as a heel. I think he's going to turn on Riddle sooner than later. Because, I mean, Riddle's very very irritating, and Drew doesn't seem like the type to suffer irritating people. 
He well, doesn't I, want to be for, remembered as the guy that was in the three-man band. So, Right. So he's going to be in Glassboro. <laughs> oh, God. That's what they were calling it last night. Oh, Lord. I, I'm kind of yeah. glad I missed that. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, but Drew was so good, and he's such a good heel. You would, Dwayne. You would. He likes Matt Riddle. Well, Matt seems like I an affable like fellow. Character. I don't mind his in-ring in work. In-ring, he's not... fine. Oh, yeah, the characters. So... Did he wrestle last night? Who, Riddle? Yeah. Yeah, they had a tag match. It was uh, Drew what and Riddle. What blew out of his Vikings. ass? Uh, nothing. They didn't show it. Oh, they, wow. They showed it coming down the aisle, but then they went to commercial, so they didn't show oh. it. Pooping out birds or whatever. <laughs> uh, Vikings won. Kangaroos was one time. Yeah. Right? Raccoons once. <laughs> I think giraffes once, which sounds painful. Uh, exactly. But no, uh, it was a tornado tag match. Uh, the Vikings won because Kofi accidentally kicked Riddle in the face because he was trying to interfere. But uh, okay. you know how it is. Yep. That old chestnut. I recorded it, so I'll go back and watch it. I'm sorry. Spoiler alert. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> if I can fast forward through it, it's just fine. I don't mind. <sighs> oh, my goodness. Kind of like how I did with all of them, some of the matches for All Out. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, there were a couple that I skipped on um, All Out. But that they was also mainly for I time. That's uh, Ruby and... Uh, yeah, I did that one. Statlander, I skipped about half of it. Okay. And then... Uh, now I, I saw did highlights. Watch... I saw highlights, right. so... I think that match would be the only one that I skipped. I did watch the Omega Takeshita match, and uh, it was good. I'm over Don Callis, so I couldn't. I really, yeah. I like Don Callis. He's such a natural heel. He he's a great heel. I'm just and tired the, of listening to him talk. So, what do you think of the entrance video of him and Takeshita on the horse with the, you know, shirtless with the bow and arrow? Too much. Too much. Too much. Do you, do you think that Kyle and Marvin should uh, recreate that picture for their entrance <laughs> no, video? No! No! Please, no! No! Well, Kyle can have the bow and arrow, no, Marvin's got no. the flag. I hate you so much right now, Rob. Oh. 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 For those that don't know what we're talking about, tune into the Zero One Shootout every Wednesday at 6 p.m. on this channel. Yeah. Dear Lord. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you brought tears to my eyes, making me think about that. Thanks a lot. <laughs> AJ chimed in. I enjoyed Ruby versus Statlander. Stat had the Zoolander-themed gear. Yep. Ben Stiller said she was ridiculously good-looking. <laughs> I did hear Excalibur reference Blue Steel during her entrance, so... I, well, it, like, I guess she couldn't pull off Magnum, I guess. <laughs> well, I... Yeah. We'll wait, we'll wait till we get our other cohort in here, and then we'll talk all about that. Mm-hmm. But, Have man, we heard from him yet? I haven't. Nor have I. He'll, he said he'd be in when he got home. But... It, it, he ought to be getting close if he got off work on time. Right. Um, <laughs> the uh, So Gunther ended up going over on Chad Gable. Which, right, and I loved how they did it. Oh, I did too. The last minute and a half, two minutes of that match was fake. Mm-hmm. The chef's ankle kiss. lock. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was chef's kiss. But the little girls' faces oh, outside. You would, they told, oh. you would think that they told them they had no Santa Claus. Right? <laughs> they were so heartbroken. You know, it actually reminded me of when the Miz won the championship and that the angry girl. 
there's one thing I wish we would have seen last night after the match with the little girls crying and everything, which is, I'm not saying it's great to see little girls cry, but just to see the emotion in there. I wish that Ludwig Kaiser would have been right next to him, like just either leering at them or taunting them. Or Gunther would have said, I did that. Walked past him and said, I did that. <laughs> or something along those lines. We're so mean, Mark. <laughs> no, we're we're great creative minds here, you know? <laughs> we know how to get heat. We do. I, I'm real good at it. <laughs> Show the spoon. There you go. Turn <laughs> it up. I'm real good <sighs> at getting heat. Oh, yeah. yeah. But... <sighs> But no, I, I really enjoyed Raw last night. Uh, across the, there was, like I said, the Miz thing was a little cringy. But other than that, I, there wasn't a whole lot to, to be upset about on that show last night. Well, like I said, I only saw about half of it. And what I saw right. kept my You interest. saw the good half. I saw the back oh. half, yes. I saw the good yeah. half. It looks like our cohort has arrived, Minders. Did we bring our it cohort's in? Here. Cool. We were just our... going to start talking about AEW. Our friend, colleague, and my co-host on Gold Rush on YouTube, Bari. How are you, my friend? Hello, 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 everyone. <laughs> so we saved we saved all the all elite talk for for you. We we managed to <laughs> get through payback in Raw in the first uh, forty five minutes. So right, right. I listened in on my way home. Anything you want to add before we switch? Oh, you're the one. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We have hundreds and thousands of viewers. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not gonna add much. Uh, like Mender said, uh, Payback was a was a was a was a good show. Uh, and let's see what they do next. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good way to sum it up. I'd say. So we got a lot of AEW to talk about. Let's start with All In though, because we didn't get to talk about that last week. Uh. I mentioned it a little bit. I loved the look of the show, being in, in the big stadium. They had, you know, it was packed, you know, credit to them for, for packing Wembley like they did. But, uh, uh, yeah, I thought they, like, before you get into the wrestling, they made it look like it was a big deal. Exactly. Yeah. And it felt like a big deal, too. Like I say when I'm drunk at the bar, he wants to <laughs> hey, it's the motherfucking barbarian. Yep, he always does. <laughs> ah. I've calmed my barbaric ways down. Exactly. <laughs> us, us, us. All right, so I, there were a few things I took issue with it all in. Uh, overall, I didn't hate the show, but there was a few things that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Uh First like I said, thing, I had three matches that I loved. Four okay. if you count zero hour. Okay, I'm going to take a wild guess which one in the zero hour you liked and which one you didn't. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, you probably enjoyed the Ring of Honor tag team title match in JF and Adam Cole against Aussie Open. Uh-huh. Uh, I just wish that it's so risky to put your two main event guys in the opening match when they're building up this huge title match for the main event because what happens if somebody gets hurt? Exactly. You want to, you got to protect your main event and Tony didn't do that, but I did, they did have a fun match. I enjoyed the match because I like both those teams. I didn't think they really did anything that was going to get them hurt though. I thought they were smart. And I think, the way and they I did think it. that was by design. I think yeah, they did that on purpose. Too. It was by design. And then the match was under 10 minutes as well. So it was a get in, get out, switch the belts. Right. Uh, I kick. 
Uh, honestly, I would have I would have saved the tag title match for All Out because I mean it was MJF and Cole against uh, Dark Order on the pay per view. Wait, we talking All In or All Out? No, no, no. I'm I'm, I'm talking about All In, but I'm saying I would have saved the match with Ozzy Open for All Out. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying now. Because instead we got Cole and MJF against the Dark Order and All Out. Dark Order. Get it right. Sorry, I'm not changing. Dork odor. Dork odor. Hey, yeah, after you Johnny, after Johnny Hungy's behavior on Twitter this weekend, I'm I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> Getting his putting his main event pants on, trying to talk shit to people. It's like, come on, yeah. you're in the preliminaries, man. Oh, little Brutus. Little Double Brutus. Yeah. Sorry, Charlie. Back on track. Back on track. Double close. Back on track. All right, so Ozzy opened MJF and Adam Cole Menders. You said you enjoyed the match. I did. I. It still gave you that okay, who's going to turn on who feel, mm-hmm. but yet they still worked as a team. Were you surprised that they won? No. I was, honestly. I, I thought that it was going to be something like Roddy interfering and costing them the the match. I thought that was going to be saved for later, and we'll get there. We'll I kind of figured that they would win, and that was and that was going to add more uh more story to the title match, as if the title match needed any more story. But yeah, right. yeah. The uh, the kangaroo kick was a thing of beauty, though. Uh, I love the kangaroo kick. Now yeah. I had missed the segment where they went to the Outback Steakhouse. I didn't know what the hell the kangaroo kick was. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, no, I was lost as well. Kick. I was like, oh, oh okay. it's a drop kick. That works. Okay, so. <laughs> Did you get filled in? Have you seen the highlights since then? Oh, I've been smartened up since then. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because they went to out, out back. They and watched Crocodile Dundee. A, yeah, and he saw a picture of a kangaroo on the wall at the Outback. And that's what gave him the idea. And he started, MJF went back and started watching all these, like, kangaroo kicking other kangaroos. So he was like, this is how we have to be Australians, is we use a kangaroo kick. I was like, oh, my God. How they got there was dumb. But I think it's hilarious. Uh-oh. <laughs> AJ's <laughs> taking advantage of the character limit on the comments. Manders, <laughs> <sighs> you want to read this one out loud for those that are just listening to this? He said, can't afford two PPVs. How about you make more money? I said, how about you grow a foot so you can look like a real wrestler instead of chilling and catering? On Rampage. How about that? I don't know how I got through that without laughing more than I did. I don't know how you got through that without breathing. Exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. So moving on to, well, I, I guess you would have thought that this was the main event the way everybody's been talking about it. But the FTW rules match with Hook and Jack Perry. Uh, Jack got in his feelings and decided to be a turd. Here's the thing. The right no, no, right. No, what happened was uh, one of Jack's Uh-oh. balls dropped uh, the morning of uh, All In, and he thought that he was a grown man and was going to do things that he wanted to do his way. But I digress. Business. Don't get me started. <laughs> I kind of want to get him started. I'm in. <laughs> right, let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get him rolled up. Yeah, uh, no. Nah. Just because he's right, just because he's Luke Perry's boy, he thinks he's somebody. But guess what, little boy? You ain't nobody. Your daddy was a star. You far from being a star. Go put on your big boy draws. 
Says you want to be grown and let's and, and let's play the game. Come on now. <laughs> well, he play the game right now. He's suspended. Right. Well, yeah, he's suspended. Uh, uh, he's su- yeah, yeah. It, suspended he's indefinitely is is yeah. is, is, is what I heard. Which means but vacation, vacation. Yeah, because yeah, he's still being paid. Laid over Anna J somewhere. But hey, Hook winning, I was fine with it. I'm glad oh, he yeah. has the belt back. Yeah. Yeah. Dwayne <laughs> just said, "Preach, Jabari." <laughs> <laughs> I imagine, I hope Jack was happy pulling broken glass out of his ass after that fisherman buster on the windshield. Exactly. Oh, was it worth it? Was it really worth it, you dumbass? He's probably crying while they were pulling it. Oh, oh boy. Do I have to do this one too? What happened yes. was a mouthy little shit decided he wanted to make a smart comment to grown folks and grown folks handled business. He fucked around and found out. Punk did nothing wrong. All right. <laughs> Right, well said, through, AJ. Let's get through all the matches real quick, and then we'll go okay. back to everything we'll else. Get, we'll talk about the elephant in the room after we go through the card yeah, here. Let's go through. Let's uh, go through the rest of the room, and then we'll talk about the elephant. Okay. First match: Punk and Joe, uh, Real World Championship. So, so good. good. Such so a good match. Good. I can watch those two every day. Yeah. Every day, all day. Oh yeah. Uh, not Damn surprised. It. Punk won. <laughs> I was thrilled that he won with a Pepsi punch because you don't see that enough. Because right. You know, no, you don't. Well, and it was going to take something like that to get over on Joe, honestly. Yeah, because we showed that he can't hit a, a good-looking go-to-sleep-on-Joe. Nope. Nope. <laughs> no fault of punks. Joe's a big boy. He's, uh, yeah, he's a low. Yeah, yeah. 320 pounds of Samoan right there. So, yeah, he's not an easy lift. <laughs> no. no, Pepsi Plunge Gravity does the work. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the luchador. Whew. <laughs> <sighs> All right, so next. Punk wins. So Punk wins. Endangered Tony Khan. Move on to the next match. Uh, Endangered Tony Khan. <laughs> oh, we'll get to it. Uh, second match. I'm trying to remember the order because it was. I got one... it. I got it. I looked it up. Oh, Benders, lay it on me, Minders. What's the second right, match? We got Bullet Club Gold, Jay and Juice. Uh-huh. And but take a shit. Takeshka. Oh, I was going to say Takeshka. Takeshka. Austin <laughs> <laughs> and Joey O'Gun. Uh huh. And Don Callis defeated the uh-huh. Golden Elite, which was Kenny, Hangman, Coda. Yeah. yeah okay. The Golden Lovers and Adam Page, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, surprise, pin, uh, surprise, Penny. I was surprised Kenny took the pin in that match. Uh, I wasn't. How else are you going to push more of the Takeshna and Kenny stuff? That's true. But I would have figured they would like brawl to the back or something or they nope. were maybe not can't figured in the decision. Not complaining. I thought it was cool. I like to catch yeah. it. And I like that whole team. Yeah, all three of those. I like that whole team. I just wish they weren't wrestling those three guys. Exactly. Right. Anybody but those three would have been fine. Yeah. The I hangman all... golden lovers. <laughs> the hangnail. AJ <laughs> says the right one. one. I like to catch it in the bang bang gang. Me too. Yeah. I try to avoid buying AEW merchandise because most of it looks ridiculous, but I actually do like that Blue Club Gold shirt. Mm-hmm. So that, that's sharp. Yeah, it is sharp. But here I'm, I'm a Bullet Club the... mark, though. I love Bullet Club. So. Well, and here I just bought that FTR and CM Punk shirt. Hey, it's a collector's to... item. I know. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's a relic now, Mender. Put here it with I the rest of your stash. Most <laughs> of my stash is a relic. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Mender's was the Stadium Stampede next. Nope. 
Tag team. What was, was next? FTR and the oh. Young Okay, so I watched this show while I was at work, and I had to get up and go and actually work during this match. I missed the entire match. Oh. So this you is, gotta. So you gotta tell me about match it. Was. This was a damn good match. And I think FTR put most of it together. Um, however, there was still Cucamonga Kid shenanigans. And so, but I was really surprised that the Bucks let FTR go over. I was stunned. I, th- I would have thought the Bucks would have pulled rank. I, I really thought they would too, especially about the elephant in the room that we're going to talk about later. I thought they'd call an audible. Yeah. Adrian, yeah, I think we all agree on that. The right men won. Yeah, right men won. <laughs> uh, Dwayne, I'm going to get to your question after we're done with this stuff because it doesn't really apply to what we're talking about now, but uh, we'll get to it. We'll get if to I it. If I don't, then if we don't, remind me. Uh, okay, so yeah, uh, I was hoping the FCR would win. I was convinced they weren't going to, so I'm glad that I was wrong. Yeah, but like I said, it was actually real good, better match than what I thought it would be. I thought it was a better match than the previous two that they had, to be completely honest. Oh, wow. So now i got to go back and watch it again. Yeah, you need to go back and watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Was it better than the matches the FTR had with the Bullet Club on Collision? No. 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 Not even close. But but you have to take in consideration Bullet Club is a different beast than (laughs) Young Bucks. Very true. So you have to take that in consideration. This is the best match that FTR could have had with the Young Bucks. I got you. I got you. So it's not not necessarily FTR's best match. Right. Well, no. Not for nothing. If Once we do our year in review episode, which I'm assuming both of you are going to want to jump in on, that two out of three falls match on collision might be my match of the year at this point. At this point, that's our Uh, best candidate. Yeah, uh, Gunther and Gable made a hell of a case though last night though. I'm just gonna yeah, that was a that was a hell of a match last night. I yeah yeah, lots just of emotion. Pure wrestling, you know. It was nice. Gunther says nice the ring is sacred, but they made it look like the ring was sacred that night. So, mm-hmm. so shout out to them. All right, we're getting off on a tangent, Menders. What a shocker! Uh, what's next? Right, uh, football field fuckery. Football field fuckery, aka the stadium stampede match. <laughs> uh, Eddie Kingston, Pentagon, El Cerro Miedo, and Pockets and the Best Friends. No Pockets. The... Oh, yeah, Pockets was. Yeah, Pockets was in it. Yeah, he was there. He was there. Remember, he figured into the finish against uh, Blackpool Combat Club, Sands Danielson, plus uh, Santana and Ortiz. I love that Santana and Ortiz are back. Hopefully, they're back as a tag team. And hopefully, they aren't always getting booked in this shit because they need to be beefing up that tag team division. Exactly. Before FTR, I said they were the best tag team in the <laughs> And how they haven't won a uh, tag title at the time they've been up there has been a crime. AJ. Oh, AJ has thoughts here. Football field fuckery, where Mox had those wood skewers and Pentagon borrowed Matt Hardy's cooler and Sue's cookies were wasted. And Claudio ate the pin of all people. Yeah. He's, he couldn't he's not take telling the pin. lies. He's not telling He's lies. not wrong. Why couldn't you to be pinned? Does he have does he have uh, dirt on somebody that he's getting all these wins? He's got pictures. Or, or, he's got pictures. He was holding. I mean, never mind. I'm sure he's a I'm sure he's a nice kid, but I mean, it's look at the other guys he's teaming with, and he's the one that, he's not getting pinned. Claudio Moxley, Santana Ortiz, and Yuta. 
It's like Sesame Street. Which one of these is not like the other, you know? <laughs> exactly. Uh, there was much fuckery to be experienced in this match. Uh, AJ kind of hit the I, high points. I, I don't, keep I don't do skewers. I don't like skewers. That is my least favorite, along with syringes, is my least favorite deathmatch spot. Yeah, no. When I seen right, when I seen the skew, yeah, when I seen the skewer spot, it was time for me to check out and go get something to eat. Uh huh. <laughs> and these are nice, genteel British people watching this show. What do you think they're thinking about Americans at this point? My oh, they already know we're all crazy. <laughs> they already know we're all crazy. True. I mean, shit. Look who we elected president. <laughs> True. Well. No, you're not wrong. No, no politics, <laughs> just wrestling. I broke my own rule. Exactly. Forget no it. No politics, just wrestling. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, football fuel fuckery, as we've uh, borrowed from the estimable James E. Cornette to describe this match. Uh, yeah, it was basically just what can we cram into this fiasco of a hardcore match? And it's so gonna... hard to follow. Yeah. Because they do so many camera jumps, you go to this person, then you go to this person, and it makes you wonder how much stuff you actually missed to build exactly. up to it. Exactly. It's hard enough to watch a match when it's like three or four people, but you add ten, uh-huh. and you can't follow that. You yeah. can't. Uh, AJ says, I can understand why you hit a motherfucker with a chair. I can't no stick or I want to put a dude through a table. Switch gears is where I've had it. Not wrong. Aren't uh, you glad you missed that match down at Thursday Night Throw down there, Mark? Oh, the Anakin Chan match. Yeah. Or they if you will, Chanakin. Chanakin. They had wood skewers. Yeah, I heard. Uh, I'm so honestly surprised they didn't have fire in that football field fuckery match. Uh, we had Taipei pockets uh, wrapped up with fist and tape and put broken glass on the fist. That, that was probably the other point where I went, "What the hell are we watching?" <laughs> At least it was sugar glass. It wasn't real glass. That's- Try me a river. (laughs) Try me a river. (laughs) You think Claudio would agree to get punched in the face with real glass? No. I think Claudio would have punched Orange in the face and then yeah, he would have have dumped his head into the bucket the glass was in. Uh, (laughs) It's also more proof that Punk and FTR are the smartest guys in the company because they went out there before that match, so they didn't have to roll around in the blood and the all the shit. So, not gonna lie, I felt bad about uh, MJF going on. He went on first, so he missed out on it to begin with. Yeah, but then he thought he, he was free and clear. But <laughs> they did. Did you notice they did change the canvas? I did notice that. Yeah, I that's, noticed that's, that. That's good thinking. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's about I all we can really for, say about that. Yeah, match. So that's about it. Kingston <laughs> and Claudio doing their thing as usual. If, and then... if you're into death matches and that's your thing, you might have enjoyed it. I don't know. It might not have been brutal yeah. enough for you. Did, did, did they have to? Oh, I know what I was going to mention. Who the hell did Trimperetta piss off? Right. You take a guy with a surgically repaired neck and you give him ladder spots and pile drivers, spots through tables, all landing on his head. Trent's the only one I like of the best friends, and I hate I like that Chuck. he has. I like Chucky, but that that's just you know how I feel. He's grandfathered that. in. All right. But, but uh, I, I like Trent, and I think Trent's really good. Yeah, he's but a really good wrestler. The, yeah, who the hell did he piss off? Or is he the idiot that says, hey, it's all fixed now, so let me go try to do this shit? Right. Probably they he's the do. idiot that says that right there. Oh, I'll do it. Oh, I'll do that too. He, oh, there goes a ladder. I can jump off of wants, that. He wants to be a team player. He's like, oh, I'll do this. 
God. But, uh, yeah, and then right. they brought his mom over to drive the minivan onto the stage. Wasted all those good cookies. Wasted and cookies. Desserts and oh, I was so Why mad. didn't you just, you should have thrown the cookies into the crowd. I'm sorry, yeah. biscuits, I guess they were biscuits, if they were in England. Probably. And then you've got the cookie sheet. You can use that as an implement. Yeah. It's just, I, yeah. The less said about that match, the better. And I love Eddie Kingston, but yeah. And if you give me Eddie and Mox in a hardcore match, I'm good with it. But did you wedged into the... ten other guys is too much. Did you see the meme going around that is where Mox was sitting against the barbed wire table or whatever, and Kingston was laying on him and he's flipping him off, and it says when the brothers just can't seem to get over their fights. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was which cute. basically, which is basically what it was. It is. That's the story they be telling. All right, we're going right. to talk about this next one. What's next? The women's match that we all called from the get-go. Uh-huh. Tony ponied up the bucks for We Will Rock You, you know. Yeah. So, that was cool seeing uh, Paige's family, or Soraya's family, coming down to the ring with her. I mean, yeah. they're kind of like the first family of British wrestling, so it made sense. Uh, oh, but when Tony Storm hit her mom... I was like, you dumb bitch. Shit (laughs) got real. (laughs) I'm surprised that her mom didn't go after her. Right? I was too. Exactly. I'm about to say, yeah, her mom uh, still wrestles. Uh, So, yeah, I'm surprised that she didn't go after her. Oh, AJ. (laughs) (laughs) The stream I watched all in on did not include the women's match. Then Pirate said, I'll deal with AEW's lawyers, but I ain't fucking Queen's lawyers. (laughs) I don't blame him. I mean, Britt Baker, in my opinion, has really went down I the agree. line. Sheeta's kind of in the Sheeta's, middle. You know, she's... Well, it looks like Sheeta's going to go after Athena now. Okay. That was what happened on the zero hour for, for Saturday, hour. Sunday? Okay. Yeah. Um, Tony Storm. Uh, okay. I love, I, I love Tony Storm I'm right now. This. I'm loving her this. character is so good. I loved the entrance video where it was like an old like movie screen kind of thing. She's mm-hmm. doing the old uh, Sunset Boulevard kind of starlet angle. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, What's yeah, next? Mine. Happy birthday, Mr. President. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. Juice. Do <laughs> <laughs> okay. you think she calls him Juice at home? She calls him Juicy at home. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bazinga. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think we, we, we just called everything about that. We called that Soraya was going to win. We called that she and Tony were going to go at it. Uh, we didn't predict that Tony was going to whack Soraya's mom. Uh, uh, we didn't predict that... Uh... Tony was pretty well going to turn, or Ruby was going to come out and interfere either. No, she didn't really interfere. She was just trying to play peacemaker, and then she got cold cocked. She got got cold cocked by Tony. Now, I would have thought that that means Tony leaves the group, turns heel, and then the outcast turn babyface, the way that they were. But that might have been the English version. In the U.S., they're still together for some reason, although from the looks of Sunday night, Tony's gone batshit crazy. (laughs) That's all right. I don't mind. I hope this isn't true, AJ. I, no matter who has the AEW women's belt, they're just keeping it warm for Britt Baker. Until Honestly, the young I, think I think they're keeping it warm for Thunder. You think so? I don't know what they're doing. Um, 
because Soraya just uh, it was so dumb to put it on her. She's a Fabergé egg. It's true. It made for a good pop, but it yeah, did. They, and I understand I don't see it being that, a long reign. It, well, if it is a long reign, it's because she's not going to defend it ever. Right. Uh, AJ. Tony and Juice seem like that couple where date night means going to a dive bar, getting loaded, and picking a fight with some random strangers, and dipping before the cops show up. Sounds, Sounds like a good about time right. To me. Yeah. <laughs> so Friday night on payday weekend, right there. Exactly. <laughs> like Muskogee, Oklahoma, on a Saturday night, according to the Joe old Ross. Muskogee. <laughs> <sighs> All right. What's next, Menders? Darby Allen and Sting versus Christian Cage and Swerve Strickland. Screw off AR Fox, you done pissed me off. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, AR kind of stepped in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would have much rather seen AR, but that's okay. Hey, I'm good getting Christian. If we could just keep Sting out of it. <laughs> exactly. Not that's not happening. That young up and comer Sting. That young up and comer that's having the best run of his life. Yeah, well. Showtime is almost over. Yeah, it's almost Darby time is almost over from the sounds of it. Sounds like he's right. Up, the God, did you see the way it. right that coffin dropped on top of that casket? Man, idiot. idiot. That was nasty. Mm-hmm. All it, I was thinking been... of, you're poor lumbar, you poor bastard. Mm-hmm. How are you going to climb Everest with a broken back? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it should be pointed out, and it's been pointed by multiple people that uh, Swerve technically didn't lose that match, Mender. Exactly. That is my point. His hair, his hair was not in the casket. He did not lose oh, that. Oh, AJ's right on the same page as us. I'm going to need for him to pull up <laughs> footage of his hair still outside the casket and claim he never lost. Show me the tapes, I say. <laughs> Hashtag release the tapes. <laughs> is yeah, that all I, you want to say about that match? I that's, mean, all, that's all there really is to say about that match. I mean, uh, Wait, is this when... Since we've watched two of these, I'm I'm making sure I'm keeping them all, or trying to keep, or was that on Dynamite? I don't remember. When did um, Darby's little friend come out and the dinosaur chased him back? And oh, that was uh, all in. Okay. Because so Lucha Source was out there with Christian, and Nick Wayne right. came out, and then Lucha beat him up and ripped right into the back. So you're right. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Oh. Uh... Oh, All right, so it should be Queen, uh, Jericho and Ospreys, right? Yeah, it's time for Queen to try to sing Wembley. Fozzie? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it was that was terrible. Uh, you could tell you could tell Jericho was really itching to have his moment. Uh, the musician in me is just thinking, stop. How much did <laughs> you cringe? Was... How much did you cringe? I cringed quite a bit, and I've seen Fozzie live in the last year, and they put on a great show, but Jericho cannot walk and sing at the same time, <laughs> trying to sing walking down that ramp. He was losing his, he was blown up by the time he got to the ring. He was off key. Well, and uh, then when he started singing, I was He was singing to him. the track. He was singing to the track with the vocals in it. I was still waiting for at the beginning, though, when he was doing the Queen thing, for it to go, hey-oh, uh-huh. hey Daylight, come <laughs> at me. I was waiting for it. It never came. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> this isn't right. <laughs> After all in and all out, are you ready for all shake it all about this week? Yeah, we'll see that at hybrid. It'll be fine. If Tony had a sense of humor, he would have all shake it all about on 
sometime soon. Ah, yes, the Hokey Pokey series. But Tony has no <laughs> sense of humor. Uh, who's worse, uh, Chris Jericho or Vince Neil? I still say Vince Neil. Uh, at least Jericho can kind of carry a tune at this point. I don't. Okay. I'm not a fan but, of either. I mean, so but also like, as a musician, it had to be friggin' awesome having eighty thousand people like rocking out oh, to your sure. song. Oh yeah, no doubt, just, no doubt. And the band and the band sounded great. Just Jericho was not quite the there. He was a little off. I was gonna say it. When's when's Sammy turning on Jericho? I thought it was gonna be then. I thought he was gonna join join up with Don Callis on last Saturday or last Sunday. Well, that didn't happen. Nah, that's Jim right now. Sammy, right? Sammy is Jericho's friend, and vice versa, and and, and they'll hang out until Sammy goes home and watches Ty give birth to their baby. Mm-hmm. I guess. And then when Jericho finds out he didn't name the baby Christopher, he'll be furious. <laughs> exactly. Christina, it's a girl. Did, <laughs> oh, it's a girl. We, yeah. Did we ever figure out? I mean, I figured Osprey was going to win this from the get go, didn't you? Oh yeah, he was going to get that okay. hometown pop. Plus, he's just a Far better wrestler than Jericho at this point. At this point, I yeah. Was okay with it, and it was a good match. I think Osprey pulled a really good match out of Jericho, which surprised me a little bit. He took Jericho to the limit, though. Yeah, because Jericho was blown up more time. by the end of that match. <laughs> well, he was oh, blown yeah. up, honey, before the match started. Oh, I know, I know. I told you, I told still. you, he he was gasped walking to the ramp singing, "Pain Maker." I don't know what the temperature was, but he was head to toe in weather walking to the ring and outdoors in England in, in August. Yeah, idiot. <laughs> All right, we ready right. for the next match? Because the next match, next? this one held a piece of my heart when it started. And it is the acclaimed with Anthony Bowens, Max uh, Gaster, and Billy Gunn. And the House of Black. Not daddy ass, Billy Gunn. Not Daddy Ass. We had Billy Gunn. The one who owes you money. Um, who owes me money. The he owes you a blue cool amount of money. It's getting Sorry, what's there. the total? Uh, let me grab my pad real fast and I can tell you. It was what? <laughs> As of the other day. It's in the we are at We are at $3,147.64. So we'll see what it is tomorrow when I actually make the statement. It um, goes up every day. But the beginning of this, is there any better way they could have thrown it back to Wyndham? To Bray? No. Carrying uh, out the, the lantern, lantern. Yeah. The fireflies all around Wembley. I, yeah, I had a fear in my nice eye video. when that happened. And when you think about I it, two of those guys but... worked with Bray. So. Yeah. So yeah. I, that, one, that one was a. That, that was one a, got me. Tugged at the old heartstrings a little bit. Yeah. It's that a, one did. It was a nice yeah. touch. That was a classy touch, I thought. Yeah, uh, it was. How is it Julia that Hart Billy Gunn is... Yeah, she got a, uh, a little uh, foot in the uh, hoo-ha, courtesy of Anthony Bowens. Scissor the only person that could get away they call with it. I would say the only person that could have done that. Well, Caster could, I think. Match. Does, I, I, does, I believe Caster swings that way, does he not? Yeah, they both no. do. Oh, no. they do? Yeah, so they can, no. they can get away with it. Yeah. Caster doesn't? Thought, right, well, no, I thought only Bowens was... Uh... Oh, it might be only Bowens. Maybe, yeah. that, could, that could be. So well, Bowens is the only one that's publicly in that acknowledged it. Right, so yeah. he's the only one that could get away with it in public. 
not like uh, not like when uh, Devon did the what's up headbutt to I forget Tori at King yeah. of the Ring and then kept his head in there just a little too long. That would not <laughs> age well today. No. No. I guess he was enjoying the odors or aroma, I guess we'll call it to be nice. <laughs> well then, uh moving on. Moving moving on now. I mean I, I expected a claim to win this. We'll, we'll just go back to the yeah. match. We're not going to talk about that anymore. Yeah, back I, to the I match. Expected, I ex- expected a claim to win this. Yeah, same. You know, they uh yeah. they had Billy come back, and he was badass Billy Gunn. So, you know, he wasn't going to pull that character out for no reason. So, yeah, right. I definitely expected him to win, too. And, and you got the veteran. I would, have had, I would have had Billy wrestle barefoot. No boots. Yeah, I could understand that. Has to earn his boots his back. Boots went, his boots went in the trash compactor. It should have come out with just in the socks. Or but street hey, that's shoes. Just that's just continuity. That'd be funnier with socks. Plus, you don't wear street <laughs> shoes in the ring. You know, those hard shells aren't good for the canvas. Oh, uh, okay. I, I don't. <laughs> well, never mind. I'm going to leave that one alone. Yeah. That was a short match, right. though. It was, a lot. it was like done it was. and over. It was a short match. Yeah. It could have been... What did you? Th- I actually have the time to the, the match. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think of the end with House of Black handing the belts off to the acclaimed? Passing the torch, I, so to speak. I wasn't a fan. I wasn't. There's it was just amazing. Yeah. It's, it's respect. It's but they're supposed to be it bad guys. Respect. Yeah, I mean, you just throw the guy's boots away and do all these healy things, and now all of a sudden you get the respect. And I'm not knocking sportsmanship. I'm all for sportsmanship. But it just seemed like it was kind of out of place there. And now yeah, you know the Acclaim got new belts. Yeah, they're pink. I guess they're, I kind of like them. I kind of like them a little bit. And then I'm wondering, like, so with every set of trios that wins these championships, are they going to get their own custom belts? That's what it looks like. I, I guess. I guess so, because, yeah, the Elite had the gold ones. Then... House of Black gets the silver ones, and now the acclaim get the pink straps on with yeah. So yeah, I guess, I guess so. I guess if the Dark Order wins, they're gonna get purple ones. Oh God, <laughs> they're never gonna win it. I mean, right? I mean, uh, Tony has a uh, unlimited income, so if you want to waste that kind of money on belts, go right ahead. Hey, he has, he's got a limited yeah. income until his dad finally gets fed up with the bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. A, a squirt. You can go into court every together. Yep. Okay, we're over here hemorrhaging money, and you think it's fun. Who is yeah. Europe, and why were we buying their song? <laughs> <laughs> I digress. That's a bad example, because I love the fact that Danielson came after that on Sunday. Did All right, let's talk main event. He did it for the uh, to the uh, Iron Man match with MJF. Okay, that's what I thought. But I think so he, now, they had done that as a one-off. Now that they're not paying Punk anymore, they got money to to blow on music. That's what uh, our friend Big Man Chance said on social media. That's ah. his theory, and he makes sense. I saw that. I did see that. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, and let's then talk we main get, event menders. Yep, MJF and Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. A uh, really good match, I thought. Uh, good psychology in the match, which you don't get a mm-hmm. lot in AEW. You don't. You don't. Um, watching that match, uh, 
I damn near forgot how good Cole can be when he when he's motivated. Yeah. Yeah. And he looks like Cole's he's actually finally good. getting in shape. He's got his arms have a little bit of definition to him now. He's starting to kind of maybe uh, get a little more committed to the uh, the fitness, which Max I'm not one to talk because I'm a fat tub of goo. I think yeah, it's that makes two of us. I think having Roddy good. around has been good for him. Yeah. Uh, off off behind the scenes, like off camera. Yeah. Uh, I love the match. I hated the aftermath. It was <sighs> like watching an episode of the Grassy Junior High at the end. Right. <laughs> Do we need? You don't want to be my friend anymore. You didn't be my friend. Take your belt. Get <laughs> out of here with that. Hey. <laughs> hey, it's okay. We still have these. <laughs> man, man, and it winning. You know, whiny. You stole my pudding cup. Uh-huh. I want that big shiny one, man. <laughs> I did like but the anyway. fact through the match, though. They both like they thought about cheating. And neither one of them could do it. Right. Except for Cole, who eventually did the uh, pile driver on the, the table. Yeah, yeah. But. But there was a part where they were trying to out-cheat each other, which I got a kick out of. Killing the, the pile driver. The chair. <laughs> that was the best. We're going to oh. toss this back and forth, do an Eddie finish. And then finally Cole falls. And. MJF kind of looks Actually at him. Puts like, it on his head. Put it on my head then and light it. <laughs> that was so fun. Uh, they they do have good, good ideas stuff. at times. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I just hope that Jimmy Jacobs is helping with creative now. Yeah. Very much. I think Tony. I think Tony needs him. <laughs> Tony needs Tony all the needs help him he in the can ring. Get. Tony, Tony needs, needs a few things. <laughs> Tony needs some balls and yeah. Okay. Are we talking about the elephant right. in the room now? Let's talk about the elephant in the room. We got to go back fast rewind back to the free show. So Jack has his little tantrum on the stage at the glass. Uh, and also just as an aside, why the hell would Tony book punk in the first match? If Perry was at the pre-show considering that there was the potential for uh, some sort of an incident. Exactly. Even if they didn't know what Jack was going to say, there had been... Jack had gotten kicked out of the building on collision, like, what, two weeks before? Even if so they didn't know what Jack was going to say... you don't think he's going to start shit? Even if they didn't know what Jack was going to say, they knew that limo was going out there. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me. And they they had to approve it because they have all those new rules now. That they have to get them approved. Oh, which approved. they apparently pay no attention to. Yeah, exactly. They approve anything anyway. Exactly. But they knew it was going to happen. Tony's an idiot. Or did P- CM Punk ask to go on first so he didn't have to roll around in everybody else's blood? Well, that's true. Well, in that case, you put Jack, Django Man Jack Jerry on first on the pre-show, get him at, like, out of there before Punk even gets to Gorilla. And then put MJF and Cole on second on the pre-show. That's what a smart booker promoter would do. You're right. You keep these two away from each other. You know they don't have the best history with each other. They don't like each other. So why would you have, uh, you know, them that close together? But what do we know? It's not like we're not billionaires. 
and I'm not talking like having the elite on one hat, one side of the building, a punk on the other. I mean, you can settle shit in the locker room, but you don't. You got a show of that scale with well, but Tony's running Gorilla. He's behind monitors and everything, and so in his defense, he's not really in a position where he can take both guys by the ear to an office and let him have it. Not that he would. I but, dare him. I dare him. I triple dog dare him but, to try that. But you know who? But you know who was there? Is Jim Ross? Jim Ross could. Yeah. Exactly. Jim Ross has been. Ta- Jim Ross has been talent relations for everywhere. He knows how to talk to talent, and he's. And I would like to think that he has the respect of the locker room where they would listen to him. But with some of these young guys, you never know anymore. But I, I think J- Punk would have listened to him. I don't think Perry would have. Because what they were saying that they were getting ready. <laughs> okay, AJ just said for those of you that can't read the comment, the rest of AJ us, for the win. <laughs> Imagine thinking you're somebody because your dad was on one season of Riverdale, then died, shaking my head. He's not well, wrong. He, right. Well, he's too young to remember the uh, the uh, nine hundred two one zero days. He doesn't so. remember nine hundred two one zero. So <laughs> I still say I still say he he should be coming out to the nine hundred two one zero theme now that he's a heel. I agree. I said that to begin with. Damn it! Yeah. When he turned and he got rid of his Jungle Jack music, I was like, "All right, let's do it." I want to hear the nine hundred two one zero theme. <laughs> okay. So anyway, so we're getting. Let's get back to the elephant in the room. Uh, yeah, let's get back. Getting to the off elephant. on tangents. So basically, Punk or Jack does the stupid shit, says says what he says into the camera, which I think everybody that you talk to agrees was unprofessional and out of line and shouldn't have happened. Gets back to the back. Punk is waiting on him, and and we're just going by what we've read. I mean, obviously, none of us were in Wembley Stadium a week ago, so right. the reports that I heard say that Punk asked Jack if he had a problem, and then I guess Punk, or Jack mouthed off to him. Uh, there was pushing and shoving, then eventually Punk snatched a front face lock on Jack in the back, knocked over at least one TV monitor. I guess it almost crushed Tony Khan like an anvil on Wiley Coyote because he feared for his life. Then uh, Punk said he was going to quit, and then was going to walk off, and then Joe said, fuck that, I want to wrestle at Wembley Stadium, so we're going to have a match. And they said, yes, sir, and Joe, Joe and Punk had their match. <laughs> Then afterwards, no, Punk so. and Punk and Jack both got asked to leave the building. This is how I see it going. I see Samoa Joe going back there, grabbing a hold of Punk and saying, "You ain't ruining this for me. We're going yeah, out basically. there now." And I could see Punk being, "For you, I'll do it." Yeah, because Punk and Joe that, are That's they're, how I think boys. that went down. I, they're friends. They, I know they have history, but come on now, they respect each other. Exactly. Yeah. So Respect. they will, so crazy. what a novel idea. So basically, they get asked to leave the building after uh, after their matches. Uh, they're announced to be suspended pending an investigation, and then on Saturday, what two hours before Collision goes live, and twenty four hours before All Out in Chicago, Tony Khan announces that CM Punk has been terminated from his contract. Dumbass. And. Uh, I mean, terminated with cause. Hey, with cause. Yeah, that's the that's the word. And I'm 
I'm just gonna assuming that everything that they say is true, like whether or not if Punk lunged at Tony, then well, yeah, that's a problem. I mean, you can't have you can't be lunging at your boss. I get that, but I don't know what Tony's definition of lunging is because it's like a, a great Louisville Lip said earlier this weekend. Is we don't know that Tony's ever been in a fight before. Exactly. Uh, Release the tapes. Release the tapes. Yeah, and that's and that's the other thing. There are tapes of all of this. There's a production crew. Wembley Stadium has, I don't know if it's security tapes or what. There's footage of all of this somewhere, and Punk could easily is within his rights to request the tapes if he feels like there's a wrongful termination here. So I mean, I and like I said, I'm not one to stir the pot up. That's Mender's job, but. I would love Let's it if see. they would release those tapes. Yep. I got to fix my cushion here. Saying, Hang I've been saying hashtag release the tapes for a while now. For at least a week. Yep. And uh, I was looking to see if I could find what the actual wording that Tony used. Oh, the statement? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, well, I'll read this from AJ while you're looking. Cause, okay. colon, because I got a, into a grown man's business and didn't realize I might get my widow Fifi's hurt. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. But, uh, Bari, did you listen to uh, Busted Open yesterday on Monday morning? Oh, uh, I did, but I think I listened to it this morning, though, on the way to work. Okay, well, but you heard Bully and Mark Henry talking about this situation, and... yeah. And there was a very uh, they they drew the comparison because they had both worked in WWF before, and they asked, "How many times did you see this happen in Gorilla at WWE?" Zero. And zero because Vince and McMahon you, would have squashed you, it on the spot. And then you want to know why? Because Vince McMahon isn't fucking buddies with his talent. He's the boss. He's <laughs> boss. boss. First, buddy second. <laughs> I mean, exactly. There's talent that he there's talent that he really likes, you know, that he would go probably give his shirt off his back for. Undertaker being one of them. Obviously Triple H, Austin, you know, guys like that. But he's the boss. He's running a billion dollar company, which is what Tony Khan's doing essentially. I think they pulled a billion dollars a couple years ago. But yeah. he doesn't have the uh what's the word I'm looking for? Spine that uh, Vince McMahon has when it comes to being a <laughs> being a boss. And he doesn't have a sign. No, he's Tony Jellyfish. Uh, <laughs> but the thing is also, and the first incident at All Out last year, that's a whole other can of worms. But they're saying Punk is the common denominator here. But if you think about it, you got the Bucks involved last year. Jack Perry's their boy. He's a PWG kid that they brought up. And if you want to play conspiracy theory, I could play conspiracy theory just because anybody, but I'm, I'm not, and I'm, I'm not saying this is the case, but you could throw it out where, hey, what if the Bucks put Jack up to this to get Punk out? Very well possible. Very well possible. I'm, I'm I, I, right, I feel like Nick and Mac Jackson are two conniving sons of that would do something like that. Hey, that, that's just that's my personal feeling about it. it. <laughs> Plus, <laughs> the, the, the victory lap on Collision. Yeah, that was disgusting. That was disgusting. Yeah, disgusting. Was I haven't watched class, that yet. Class. I'll have to go back and watch it. it. Well, well, you, you have, have to go, go back off the air. It was after, yeah, yeah. It wasn't on the air. It was after the oh, air. I think it's on YouTube, but yes, yeah, class, man. 
uh, AJ's chiming in. Shit would have been solved a year ago had it happened to WWE. Truth. Uh, Vince wouldn't have said... Vince wouldn't have did shit to Punk besides saying, well, did you win the fight? Well, goddamn, pal, sounds like it's all good then. I'll, I'll go one better. What would happen if this happened with Watts? <laughs> had it been I'm Bill Watts, that, let me tell ass, you exactly assuming, what would have happened. Ass, assuming Bill Watts would book the Young Bucks in the first place. <laughs> yeah, right. He, right, he would have booked them and fired them in 60 days. But had Bill Watts been the promoter and when Jack Perry and CM Punk got into it, he would have took them both by the back of their shirts to a quiet right, right off to some room somewhere, put them both in a room and said, guess what, fuckers? Fight till you get tired. The winner keeps his job. Loser gets fined. Loser yep. gets fined. <laughs> yep. Oh, no, what? Well, that's, that's, like that's what, what, yeah, what would have happened Perry, right there. If Jack would have asked Bill Watts if he could bring a car out and take a pile, like a suplex on the windshield, Watts would have looked like him like he was nuts. Yeah. So like he had no. turds hanging out of his mouth. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? Because, because Watts would have had to buy the car. And he, exactly. I don't know how much ammo he. I don't know how much Amway he would have sold that week to be able to afford a car. I found the statement. Anyway, I'm getting off. Oh, okay, Menders has the statement. Hang on. Hang this, on. Before you read that, statement. Menders. Hang on. Hang on a second. I got a comment from AJ. Real quick. Uh, Bill Watts, Vern Gagne, and Vince Sr. would be rolling in their graves seeing a top star get fired for putting a mid-card little shit in this place. True. Uh, Bill Watts is, uh, although Bill Watts is still alive, AJ. <laughs> I keep telling AJ he's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's in the best health, but he's he's older than dirt, but he's still alive. Yeah. Wait, this isn't the one where he would, crap, the only thing I can find, we didn't have a written out statement from Tony Khan where he feared for his life. It was just oh, on a video. you don't have a transcript from, no, yeah, you don't have a transcript from it? Nope. Yeah, let me see here. Uh, Go ahead and read the actual uh, statement from the company, though, while we're going through this. Okay, this was three days ago. So, All Elite Wrestling has terminated the wrestler and employment agreements between Philip Brooks, CM Punk, and AEW with cause, effective immediately. The termination was confirmed today by Tony Khan, CEO, general manager, and head of creative at AEW. Who's head of creative? Who are we killing? That's Tony. Oh, yeah, he is so head of creative. He's all of those? Okay, gotcha. The termination follows a week-long internal investigation of an incident occurring backstage at AEW All in London on Sunday, August 27th. Following the investigation, the AEW Discipline Committee, <coughs> Young Books, met and later convened with outside legal counsel. <coughs> following uh, wait, legal counsel before making a unanimous recommendation to Khan that CM Punk be terminated with cause. Khan offered the following statement. Bill played an important role within AEW, and I thank him for his contributions. The termination of his AEW contracts with Cause is ultimately my decision and mine alone. Of course, I wish I didn't have to share this news, which may come as a disappointment to many of our fans. Nevertheless, I'm making the decision in the best interests of the many amazing people who make AEW possible every week. Our talent, staff, venue operators, and many others whose efforts are unsung but essential to bringing our fans great shows on television and at arenas and stadiums throughout the world. Thanks, guys. <laughs> That's didn't the bullshit. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry I had to. I had to. Too easy not to. Did you yeah, find well, 
bullshit. This is inside of a cow's ass. That's for sure. Right. Okay, so let's see. Full transcript. Okay, yeah, I got it. You got it? Okay. I got the transcript of his his uh, address at the start of collision. Not the one he did in front of the crowd like when he got booed out of the building. They booed his ass out the building with oh, cause. They, 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 with cause, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so here's the transcript of what he said at the start of collision on Saturday. Uh, and I quote, Michael Cole, uh, Today I had to make one of the toughest decisions of my professional career. Today I terminated Phil Brooks, comma, CM Punk for cause. This stems from a backstage incident at AEW All-In last Sunday. The incident was regrettable and it endangered people backstage. That includes the production staff, the people who help put the show on every week, innocent people who had nothing to do with it. I've been going to wrestling shows for over 30 years. I've been producing them on this network, uh, TNT, for nearly four years. Never in all that time have I ever felt until last Sunday that my security, my safety, my life was in danger at a wrestling show. Uh, by the way, he went to ECW shows. Not for nothing. Exactly. Uh, uh, I don't think anybody should feel that way at work. I don't think the people I work with should feel that way. And I had to make a very difficult choice today. It came with the recommendation of a discipline committee here at AEW, as well as outside legal counsel who delivered a unanimous recommendation. And I have followed up on that recommendation. I'm sorry to any fans who are upset by this. I'm sorry to anyone who's upset by this. Despite that, we're going to have a great show tonight on Collision, and we're going to have a blah, 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 great show, yada, yada, weekend thing. So, uh, have we ever heard of any company having a discipline committee? No. Never. No. Not in wrestling, anyway. No. Now <laughs> uh, I'm curious who's on the committee. <laughs> Uh, I'm willing to guess, or at least the wives. Can 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 I can I tell can I tell the one that they put up on um, the Pro Wrestling World Facebook page? Sure. It's 1999, and Jack Perry is in his third year in the WW. Don't <laughs> yell at me. F slash E. No, no. It was it was at the time. Yep. The Undertaker, being the locker room leader, has taken Jack aside and told him not to use real glass in a pointless spot on Sunday night heat. Jack wasn't happy about that. Not one bit. Backlash came around, and in the opening match of the show, it was Jack Perry versus the Godfather for the Intercontinental Championship. Perry had used real glass because it was a pay-per-view, so it was at least approved. He looked right into the camera after doing that and said, It's real glass. Cry me a river. Later in the show, on the way to wrestle Ken Shamrock, the Undertaker ran into Jack Perry, and before Jack could say anything, the Undertaker punched him in the side of the head and knocked him out. He stepped over his unconscious body and went out to wrestle Ken Shamrock. There was no drama because it was 1999 and not 2023. The top stars like Austin, The Rock, and Triple H, as well as the owner of Vince McMahon, laughed their asses off. And you know what? That's 25 years ago. That's what would have happened. That's That's exactly what would have happened. Hey, I'm just going to take you back. Remember when Orndorff beat Vader's ass in the shower in WCW? Vader's the one that got fired. Yeah. Because Vader started shit with Orndorff and got tuned up a little bit in his uh, shower shoes and a towel. It just it just blows my mind how much... I'm scared. You're in a business full of people beating people up. How can you be scared? Exactly. I don't get it. 
it's Tony. It and it's a it's a joke that everybody makes ad nauseum. I I tried not to, but they talk about how it's like he's just playing with his action figures and he's not. That's all it is. To, That's he's not it. He's got them to have opinions and attitudes towards each other. He's not. He's got. Yeah, he doesn't he's have got a, life. a constitution to step in and be a friggin' a boss, you know? Those are his action figures and his friends. Sorry, I was reading AJ's comments. Stop hurting each other! Why are you doing that? No! 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 You need to, we need to put the AJ's comment up. Okay. It's like we're, and, and the joke is all friends wrestling. That's what it's turning into. It's just mm-hmm. wants to play with their buddies, you know? And I hate trying to paraphrase Cornette, but that's, that's us. Oh, oh my. Uh, JBL. JBL would have killed him. Yes. Blue meanie what? I'll just say this Bully Ray. Yeah. Bully Ray? Bout out to Bully Ray. And I, I have a, okay, you guys you guys get to listen to Vested Open Radio and I don't have that one. You should. What did Bully Ray say about it? I want to know what his opinion is. He's, he said Jack was unprofessional. Uh, he didn't say anything that Firing Punk was wrong, but he did say that whether whoever whether Jack instigated it or not, it went too far, and he said he understood why Punk got fired, but he did say that Jack was unprofessional with the uh, uh, with the glad number one with the comment, and then there's a picture somewhere Bully Ray had he made a, a statement that I remember he made that was very profound, but I can't remember what it was off the top of my head. Uh, let's see. Because, you know, he had opinions. And uh, Mark Henry, to his, bless his heart, he's trying to tow the company line because, you know, he still works for AEW as the floating head on Rampage. Right. <clears throat> it's time for the main event, is what he says. Okay, it here we go. It's really bad, though, when we all agree with Russo on something. What the hell is up with that? How are we agreeing with something that. Fucking Russo said, but he made right? sense. He, he made sense. He made sense. Hey, crumbling around me. On occasion, he throws something at the wall and it sticks. <laughs> on, on occasion. occasion. <laughs> okay, I got the quote here from uh, from Bully. This is from uh, a recent episode of Busted Open. I think this was after All In, but before All Out. So, uh, Jungle Boy is an ignorant young boy who doesn't understand this industry. He doesn't know better. He's a young brash kid who doesn't know better. And I'm sure the dirt sheets are going to have a field day with this one, but he needs to be sat and down. I'm going to move because I'm hot. Okay. Uh, I'm sure the dirt sheets are going to have a field day with this one, but he needs to be sat down by a veteran like a Taz, like a JR, like a Billy Gunn, one of those guys, and made to understand and educate him as to why you don't say those things on camera for a multitude of reasons. Uh, exactly. He, he, then he goes on. Uh, number one, he said back in the day, Perry would have faced harsher repercussions. Then the quote is, he doesn't know any better. He's flexing when he shouldn't be flexing and flexing for no reason. Back in the day, there was a way to handle young boys like Jack Perry. Some of those ways still apply. And I'm not talking about beating the shit out of him, but back in the day, that's what would have happened. Uh, Then he finishes... We talked about him earlier. Let's throw one out there, though. The Miz. Look at what what all he went through. Yeah. Hey, hang on. I got one more little tidbit here, man. Then we'll get... Uh, regarding who should have handled speaking to Perry on the spot, Ray is giving Tony Khan a pass since all in was about to go live when the altercation happened. So, yeah, that, 
Makes sense. Tony could not take all of his attention away from producing the opening of one of the biggest wrestling shows in history to go talk to a young boy schmuck-faced Jack Perry about saying stupid <laughs> shit and getting into an altercation with Punk. After it was over, absolutely, Tony Contra just spoke to both of them. So that's all I got. But uh, I, I gotta say, uh, young boy schmuck-faced might be my favorite uh, term to describe young Jack. <laughs> Uh, and he's yeah, one so of that's, the pillars. That's scary. Yeah, it's one of the pillars. And that's what Bully said before uh, the announcement of Punk getting fired. That was just after All In. Yeah. Like, during the week, they were talking about the whole whole thing. And yes, uh, AJ has a couple of thoughts. He says, a broken clock is right twice a day. This is Russo <laughs> twice a day. Yep. <laughs> and then, then he said, their job isn't to draw money, it's to make Tony happy. And when you're a kid playing with your action figures, you can't have your action figures talking back to you. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. Uh, uh, in the end, with all of this, and I mean, there's, we're going to get to your point because you were bringing up the Miz, but in the end, this all falls on Tony. This doesn't fall on anybody. Uh, we always talk about accountability, and it starts from the from the head up. And Tony Khan, like him or not, is the head of the company, and he should have nipped this thing in the bud the second that there was an altercation on Collision when Jack tried to use the glass in the first place. Yep. He should have just put a put a foot in it and said, "No, it's over. Fuck off. Nobody says anything. You're getting suspended." It should have done it that day. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't even then, be here. No, but then uh, no, we wouldn't. For all I know, then Jack might play the the Bucks card. Say, "Hey, my friends are the EVPs. I can do what I want," and then deal with that. And then then that was his thinking. Because yeah. if if that wasn't the case, then he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have pulled the shit that he pulled last week. So that was his thinking anyway. That oh my oh I'm buddy with the I'm buddies with Nick and Jack, so I could probably get away with this. Or yeah, yeah. or uh, well, whatever. Tito and Max, Ronnie too. Max is Jeremy Buck. Let's call him. Generation there you Max. go. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's, at this at this point, you got to look at it and again we're calling back to stuff because I listened to two or three different podcasts between Saturday night and Monday morning that discussed this. And it's just the way it seems like to me is that the people, like like a punk. Oh, we lost. Did we lose Barry? No, he's back. Barry, you still with us? I'm right here. Okay. All right, you cut out on me for a second. But oh, the thing is that, like the guys like Punk who are, and nobody's saying that Punk is a sweetheart to work with. He's been known to be, uh, uh kind of a hothead or a, you know. Just tough to work with, like headstrong, cocksure, whatever you want to say. But that should be even more reason Tony should have nipped this thing in the bud because if he knows that Punk is, especially after all in last year, or all out, but it's just, yeah, it's just mismanagement. There's, there isn't a head of talent relations. Well, I'm sorry, there is. It's Christopher Daniels, but, and not a knock on Chris Daniels. He's a great wrestler, but, I don't know that he's talent relations material because he's friends with all those guys. And and I know he goes way back with Punk too, but you need somebody that's got that can that isn't afraid to get his hands dirty. Like a some of the examples I've heard over the last week, Tommy Dreamer's one. Uh, he does. That's I think that's his job at Impact, isn't it? The talent relations. Uh, Possibly, I think that sounds yeah. right. Uh, Jim Ross, like we said, he's worked talent relations in Mid South, WCW, WWF, all those companies. Uh, 
Shoot, Taz your... could even do it. Well, Taz wouldn't have been able to do this one, I don't think, because I think the whole fact that Perry was against Hook would have played a factor there. Yeah, he could have been accused of uh, nepotism there. Yeah. But then you got your, uh, like, Malinko's. You got Arn Anderson just back there. You don't think Arn could have said something? It's, there's, and it's, it goes back to Punk and the media scrum talking about all the great minds that they have back there and how they don't get listened to. Yeah. And Hell, even Jake Roberts. I was going to say, I almost yeah. thought about Jake Roberts. That was who it was. Yeah. Because yeah. if you mouth off to Jake Roberts, you got Lance Archer coming at you. Sure in the hell do. <laughs> Ask Joey how well that works out for him. Uh, I think he's still waiting for his rematch, isn't he? Yeah, he wants his rematch. He's hey, already got maybe Lance Archer. Twice. Is there any chance that Lance Archer answers Joey's open challenge next Saturday? <laughs> not a chance in oh. hell. I'd love that if that happened, but yeah, not a chance in hell. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne chimed in. Uh, they were both wrong. Uh, agreed. Uh, Jack should have never said what he said, and CM Punk should have had tougher skin. Now, there's something to be said for that, but it's these guys at that point they're in fight mode. They're in, they're ready to go out and, and compete. So tensions are going to be high. It's a huge show. So I mean, everybody's probably on edge anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, hang on, AJ's back at it again. Yep. Uh, here we go. Has he been drinking had... today? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I'll give you two guesses. Uh, AJ says, I said since very early on, imagine having Arn, Tully, Jake, etc. in the back and deciding the elite or who you're going to listen to. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's my thing. Here's I'm my question. Out there. Go ahead. Real quick. Would they do that shit to Minoru Suzuki when he's in the locker room? If Suzuki has advice, are they going to say, yeah, fuck off, Suzuki. I don't need that. Because that's, that's a good way to get stretched. Real good way to get stretched in in the locker room. Not even waiting for a match. Just nope. Just grab you and stretch you and laugh at you the whole time he's doing it because he's an evil bastard. They call him Murder Grandpa for a reason. Murder Grandpa. Well, here's my thing too. All this is coming back on CM Punk. Punk was not the first one to tell. What'd you call him, young? Young boy schmuck young face. Schmuck? Yeah, <laughs> young schmuck. The schmuck. Hey, young boy schmuck face. Yeah, young boy schmuck face. <laughs> Punk wasn't the first one to tell him it was a bad idea. No, they multiple people told Jack not to use the glass, and then they finally said, hey, he's not listening to us. Will you say something? And so he tried that's... to step up and be the veteran in the locker room. He tried to do what we were hoping that Tommy, but what we're, what we were, <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> AJ says, they better not tell Murder Grandpa to fuck off if they value their lives. Ah. <sighs> But, but, you know, there were multiple people saying, nah, it's not a good idea. It's not a good yeah. idea. So that makes and, me wonder who was pushing him to say, yeah, it's a good idea. Do it, dude. Do it. Do it. It's going to make a name for you. Well, now it's going to set it sets a horrible precedent now for all the young guys. They can do and say whatever they want to. And if somebody mouths off, they're going to get fired. Yeah. So then the veterans that value what this all is. Aren't going to say anything because they'll be scared yeah. for their job. Unless they're scared like, for your job. And Tony's like, not going to be able to sign any more of these guys because they're going to see what's going on here. And it's like, fuck, I don't want to deal with these people. Right. Unfortunately, this right this this incident has set a precedent and not a good one. No, it's a bad precedent, like Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> but I we digress. I did it again. No politics, just wrestling. I broke no my own rule again. Just wrestling. I'm sorry. I'm spicy today. 
it's all right. Bari, Bari, have you seen what happened to my poor head this weekend? I I seen the picture they sent. They, they showed us in the group chat. Uh, At your wife, so so. <laughs> oh, brother! <laughs> poor, poor brother! Uh, oh, you got a built-in yarmulke. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you were the same religion as MJF. Shalom. <laughs> so, needless to say, I'm wearing a hat to work until this thing evens out. I understand. If anybody took a screenshot of this, I'm going to kill them. <laughs> you know this gets replayed, and we can always pause it, right? Well, I know, but I, I hope you have some compassion. After some of the pictures you've sent me. Oh, the, oh those were just frozen, Mender. That was that was that that wasn't. Uh, also, and we're talking about this on the assumption that it's it's legit. It's it's not a, it's not a work. Uh, hey, but a friend of ours had something to say about that. Yeah, I, I saw a friend of ours uh, over the weekend, and I asked what he thought of this, and he had a very succinct comment that he wanted to say. I made him wait until I had my video going on my phone so he could share it. Okay. But uh, I basically said, and I'll just preface, I said, tell me what you think of the whole CM Punk Jack Perry thing. And this is what happened. Never happened. It's a word. Oh, <laughs> That's my buddy Gary Vasselio. Oh, Vasselio. Oh, Never happened. It's a work. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, he was right the last time. He was. But here's the thing. The last time, I was pretty sure it was a work, too. This time, I'm not so sure. There's parts of it that seem like it could be a work. but Release the tapes. Exactly. I want to see the tapes. I want to see the tapes. minds want to know. I want to see just how Tony Khan was in had his life in danger. His life in danger, exactly. All right, let's get off the elephant in the room. I'm tired talking about it. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about All Out. Uh, we let's just, talk about I, All Out. We, Menders, you and I just both watched it today. Uh, Barry, you saw it when it happened, right? Um, I again, I, I watched highlights, and it was a great highlight package on YouTube. And now I can't, I couldn't find it this morning. I was trying to send it to you, but I couldn't find it this morning. I guess they must have flagged it and took it down. I guess so. Uh, overall, uh, I thought it was a good show. Believe it or not, uh, I was, I was, Menders and I both thought that it was going to get hijacked because the biggest wrestling star in the history of Chicago got fired twenty four hours before the show when he was probably going to be on the show wrestling Ricky Starks. Now, in all fairness, we couldn't see the hard cam side to see if all those seats were empty. That's true. So I don't know. But, I mean, the crowd that was there was very vocal. They were into it. They were like, oh, they woke up around the time of the Miro Hobbs match. But Yeah. Uh, they did not seem pleased with the Young Bucks in that eight-man tag match. Ew. Well, let's just go through match by match. Hold let's on. Let's go match by match. All right. Uh, I can't remember <clears> what the <throat> match was. I literally just watched this thing. Was it Dork Order and uh, MJF and yeah. Coral kicking off? Yeah. It was a tag team title match, yeah. Uh, not much. <laughs> Do you notice how much we had to say about that as soon as we found out what match it was? We're uh, both like, nah. <laughs> yeah, there's not much to say about it. Uh, MJF did the old school get taken out of the match and come hobbling back down to save the day spot that all good babyface tag teams do. Uh, I want to talk about what happened after the match. When they're helping... Uh, MJF is going back up the ramp, and here comes Samoa Joe down. Here the comes aisle. Samoa Joe, yeah. 
gives uh, MJF the old get the hell out of my way shoulder bump on the way to the ring. And then MJF hit the ring and they start going at it before Joe's match, which I'm hoping means that we're going to get Joe and Max in the title feud. Yes, please. But I kind of think you got to get that TV belt off of Joe first. I mean, you know what? We haven't seen it. We have the pre show to talk about, too. Oh, yeah. I actually didn't see the zero hour. I, it wasn't on the uh, Bleacher Report video that I got. I know That's there was a Battle Royal. I know it was on, there was the uh, Charity Battle Royal, uh, Hangman one. The over-budget as, Charity Battle Royal. As soon, as soon as Hangman came out, I said, I will bet money that he's winning it. Well, yep, he, same he, here. Battle Royal, he's in, he wins. He's won like three or four of them. Uh, but... Uh, they did donate $50,000 to the Chicago Public Education System, which is, you know, admirable. Because, you know, Chicago needs it. But it came down to friggin' Brian Cage, Hangman, and who was the Road other Road Warrior guy? Cage. <laughs> he's looking like friggin' Road Warrior Manimal. Yeah, he's such a goof. Yeah, Brian Cage is such a goof, and he could be he could be a badass. He's a goof. He should, and Toa. Mr. He should Toa. be Mr. Get My Shit In. Yeah. Toa, Cage, and Paige hey, were the last ones. Of course, because you got to have the numbers game. Yeah. I still say Logan but Paul does a better buckshot lariat than Paige does. He does. Yeah. I agree with that. I know I'm going to pronounce this lady's name wrong because we had the trios match with the ROH Women's World Champion, Athena Diamante. Did I say it right? Diamante. Diamante. Yeah, you got it. Mercedes Martinez. And then versus Sheeta, Willow, and some other chick from Chicago. Was it Billy Starks? No, but she was out there with the Sky Blue? Was it Blue Sky? Blue Sky. Blue Sky. Sky. You know how much I love Blue Sky. Title wrangling, Huffy. (laughs) (laughs) You don't hear hear people called Hussy very much on this podcast. (laughs) Well, I'm from the South, and we use it quite often. (laughs) <laughs> one thing that we always do here is how great somebody was in Lucha Underground, and AJ had to chime in. Brian Cage was awesome in Lucha Underground, so, and I believe it, it. was good in Lucha Underground, not sure so much was. in AEW. <laughs> right. So you said that this is kind of setting the table for Athena and Sheeta going forward for the Ring of Honor ladies' yes. title. Yes. Okay. Well, between either Sheeta or Willow, they kind of both. Well, Willow's already right. Willow and Athena have already done their thing, okay. so it so probably will be Sheeta. It's got to be. It's yeah. got to be. Sheeta. They got to get some name value on that ROH title. So but exactly. Poor Billy Starks. Yeah, what are they doing with into being the lackey for Athena? I guess. I guess when they had their match a few weeks back, uh, Athena was like, "Oh, I like beating the shit out of you. Come follow me." <laughs> right. And then we had the AEW World Trios Championship match. Okay, it was the acclaimed against Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, Sutnam Singh. So Zippy the Pinhead. And poor Jay Lethal is so wrapped up in this that it makes me sick. Don't forget Jay Lethal. Right, don't forget uh, we had Dennis Rodman at ringside with the acclaimed. I don't care. Oh, I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah, he was at ringside. Oh, okay. And here's the here's the thing. Apparently, Tony got a hold of the acclaimed and said they couldn't rap about anything AW related going to the ring. 
I guess he didn't trust them to not bring up Punk. Caster did not say a damn word about Punk. Uh, well, Punk, well, Caster knows what happened last time he spoke out of turn in a rap. He got suspended. Although, he was talking the, about Simone Biles. Yeah. Well, the original referee they had for this match, I, I kind of want to call Dave and ask if Bradley was there someday. Because he looked, kind of looked like Bradley. But yeah. then, but then Aubrey came to the ring because they had a special guest or a special at a, at a high gallop. Uh, eh, not really. She kind of walked. These, uh, a, a slow canter. A slow canter. There you go. She was gloom stepping. <laughs> and then of course, this is what I. Don't <laughs> if, you, if you watch, this, <laughs> the most frustrating part of the whole thing is Aubrey's too preoccupied with what Karen's doing outside the ring. And Rodman has a guitar in the ring. Of course. And hits setting him over the head with it and then just stays in the ring. He stays in the ring holding the guitar. Holding good yeah, holding the guitar. And Aubrey does nothing. She counted to three for the pin. (laughs) While he's standing there with a broken guitar in his hand. I get that she can't call what she can't see as far as him hitting somebody with a guitar, but if he's still holding the remnants of the guitar in the ring, you got to kind of put two and two together, don't you? No, well, officer, still... I didn't shoot that man. Why do you have a gun? <laughs> what gun? <laughs> but maybe maybe, maybe Aubrey was still upset about her meet and greet uh, that was going maybe. on at Starcast. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Her Virgil moment. But, uh, <laughs> hello. <sighs> yeah, she'll say nay. And then Lethal ate the pit. Oh, yeah. I guess it from Bowen. Jay Lethal. <laughs> Jay Lethal should be the AEW World Heavyweight Champion, and he's reduced to this bullshit. Yeah, and it kills me. Reduced to this. Yeah. I'd say but that uh, Tony is paying him very good to uh, deal with bullshit. Yeah, and I know he likes Jarrett and Sanjay's his buddy and everything, but come on. It's, it's like what they were doing with Mark Briscoe before he got hurt. Just put him in random shit when they could have easily made him the face of Ring of Honor. In a heartbeat. I mean, and to be fair, that maybe they were going to do that. Maybe he was going to be Claudio for the belt before he got hurt. But I don't know. Okay, so then we go back to our Better Than You Bebe versus Dark or Dork Order. Order. Yeah. And... So MJF gets sent back because his neck banged up. They kept yelling double clothesline. That was how they were going to start the match. It's like, eh, yeah, let's just call this one in. Right. We did get our kangaroo I, kick. I was excited about our kangaroo kick. I didn't realize Alex Reynolds trained MJF. I didn't either. Right, yeah, shocker. And the student has surpassed the teacher. Uh, light years. Light years. <laughs> So then we had Samoa Joe come out, started the crap with MJF. I'm kind of excited about that because that's kind of a throwback to when MJF was his secretary. Or secretary. Security. Security. Lord. And then put him in the guillotine. Guillotine. But uh, (laughs) Joe's face the entire time they were trying to push MJF out. We're just like, come on, boy. Come on. You want to start it? Let's go. Uh, not for nothing, uh, back on Jack Perry for a second. If he wants to get maximum heat, that needs to be his new finish is a front face lock. That guillotine choke. 
Just saying. And then we had a hoss fight. After oh, boy. Back, after they got their back. <laughs> to the, back to the locker room. We had a hoss fight. And this was uh, the first hoss fight of, supreme. Yeah, the first, first of, of a two. couple. Yeah, first of two. I love this one. I was This was the match I was looking forward to on this show. Uh, Samoa Joe and Shane Taylor TV Championship. And when I when I was reading the results like over the weekend, it sounded like they said that Joe squashed Taylor. That wasn't the case in this Mm-mm. match. No. Shane put up a damn good fight. He he did. But, you know, Joe is Joe, and Joe does Joe things, and that's what happened. But it was nice yeah. to see Joe was somebody though that could. You believed he was big enough to take Joe out. Yeah. And Shane Taylor is so good. I don't know how much you've seen of him, Menders, but I watched a lot of his stuff in Ring of Honor. And Ring of Honor, yeah. One of my favorite guys. Uh, I loved his tag team with Keith Lee back in the day when they were feuding with the uh, well War Machine back then, Viking Raiders now. But they made for a really good monster tag team. And I miss monster I lo- tag teams. I would love to see that happen now. I mean, they're both... Under Tony, they could easily put Lee and uh, Taylor back together again because God knows they got to do something with Keith Lee. Good Lord. If he can stay healthy. Yeah, and not gray. Right? Well, no, he he went, he dyed his hair back uh, black. Oh, is it black again? Yeah. Then we had Christian Cage, Lucidosaurus, Darby Allen with Nick Wayne. Does Darby Allen have a death wish? I think he does. Should we, put him in, should we put him in a match with Anakin Murphy and just let them fight till the death? That would be like a foot race. They would just be running around the entire ring. It'd be insane. Yeah. I actually kind of want to see it. From a yeah, because I, because I swear Darby tells his opponents, okay, let me get the first two minutes in, and then, and then you can just beat the shit out of me until the finish. Do whatever yeah. you want to do. I don't care. Yeah, you don't worry about catching me if I fly out of the ring. I'll just... Use the ge- like barricade to break my fall. Yeah. <laughs> I, All 160 I, pounds of him. I, oh, what's that? that? That table has a sharp edge to it? Oh, I don't care if I bounce my spine off of it. Yeah, right. How much do those ring steps weigh? 75 pounds? Sure, step on them and then right, step on them while they're on my back. Yeah. Piece of cake. Jim Ross, damn, it's getting ugly. It's getting uncomfortable. Yeah, the whole time it was. I... I feel so bad for Jim Ross having to call some of these things that he has to look at on these pay-per-views. You know, he's looking at it going, what the, what the sh- fuck is this? Fuck? What, what, <laughs> what the Russo is, is going on here? Somebody get me a Moscow mule now. Please. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Just I, love I love Jim Ross. I got to bust out the sassafras every now and then when I talk about JR. You know. Shout out to Jim Ross, JTR Hall of Famer. Yeah. Well, and you know what? I... They're actually making Luchasaurus look believable. It's kind of yeah. scary. About time. Right? Yeah. Christian has been a godsend for him. He has. Yes, he has. And I love I love that Christian's running around with the belt like he's the champion. Okay, Mark, did <laughs> you notice Did you notice the sign that was right behind Christian at one point? It said Father of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did hear I did hear what Christian said at the media scrum when he showed when he sat down. I was like, "How's everybody's dad's doing?" Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, brutal!" Uh, oh my did, god, that scrum with Christian. I hear people. I was Christian, I would have been pissed about that scrum. 
Yeah. If yeah. People, I know people say that what happened. I, I missed the scrum. Oh, you missed the scrum. It yeah. was like they started asking Tony all questions about Punk and didn't even acknowledge Christian. Yeah, it was bullshit. Yeah, no, I would have spoken but said, "Excuse me, this is my fucking moment. Ask me a question." Mm-hmm. And it better be about like, Punk. <laughs> so, have you talked to Punk? <laughs> <laughs> I'd say, hey, "Excuse me, why are we talking about a guy that doesn't work here anymore?" I'm right here. Exactly. <laughs> and also, and I'm. I'm going to say one more thing about the punk jack thing. I want to congratulate CM Punk for not having to deal with these people anymore. Right? If, right? Again, assuming it's real. Right. He's And I know uh, Dwayne, our buddy, he uh, made a post the other day asking what's next for Punk? He wants is he going to go to Impact? He's going to New Japan, what WWE? He's going to go home and count his money I, and be at the squad. That's, ex- that's going to go home. I said count his money. Count his money, hang out with Larry and Yeah. and bang AJ. Oh. Did you, did you yeah, know? he's going to finally put some babies in AJ. <laughs> hey, speaking of Larry, did you see where it said Larry for president 2024? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it said Larry for president. I was like, yes, best president did, we'll ever have. I did hear where Dave Meltzer, was it Meltzer Alvarez had the comment like, uh, Punk was, was gotten to London on Saturday before All In because he wanted to spend an extra day at home with his wife and his dog Larry. Yeah, he's like they didn't name his wife, but they named the dog. <laughs> named the dog. The dog. Uh, can you put hey, up? Larry's AJ over. Dog? I get it, but you know. Let's get back to Christian. Put up AJ. All right, back to, Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Picasso and painting, Da Vinci and inventing Christian Cage and dead dads. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> oh my goodness. I love it. Christian's so good. He's the best heel they got. He is. Um, and I and I shudder to think what's going to happen with the buckaroos try to pull shit with him and get him fired because then they're going to have nothing. Right? Yeah. All right. Uh, back to the show though. Uh, Joe and Taylor, uh, we will, I think we all give a thumbs up on that match. Mm-hmm. I hope they do more good stuff with Taylor and not just throw him on rampage to lose to orange Cassidy. <laughs> I think orange, well, we'll talk about orange here in a minute. We'll talk about orange in a minute. So we were talking about the Luchasaurus and Darby Allen match, and Darby having a death wish. Uh huh. Um, it wasn't I, those I tombstones. This, <laughs> I, the ones that were three inches from the mat. Yeah, I noticed. Mm-hmm. What do we think, though? Do you think Nick Wayne is going to turn on Darby? I don't know that Nick Wayne can pull off heel. He's he's a fresh faced, like baby faced kid. He's eighteen. Yeah, but he didn't seem to care about Nick when he uh, was going off the top rope when Christian was going to do the concerto on him. That's true. I just, mean, just throw and, and who knows? Darby I mean, would, might would, be broken, so. He might be. Wait, would Nick Wayne want to consort with someone who so notoriously slanders dead fathers, considering? The, That's true. He might, he might not want to go there. <laughs> All right, let's move on because the next match I'm sure was Mark's one of Mark's favorites. It was your other Haas fight. Uh, yes, Miro and the Powerhouse Hobbs. Such a good match. Did you hear? The, did you hear all the chants? I, I did. Love this. Meat. I think Meat Forever is my favorite. Holy Meat was my favorite. Oh, Holy Meat was good. <laughs> Slap that Meat. I think was one. Slap that Meat. Uh, Excalibur brought out the two big meaty men slapping meat, and this match has lived up to those expectations. Meaty. 
It was really good, uh, though. Big E must have been rock hard watching that match. You know it was. He said, please stop. I can only get so hard. <laughs> it's starting to go to my brain. God, because she's the hot, sensible wife. That's why. Because she's done care. with her reality show and she needs work. Exactly. How many tables is she going through in the first two months? <laughs> well, Naya's well, not there. So I, I don't, don't think she'll care. go through any. <sighs> you, think, you think she would have gone through that many tables if Rusev was still with the company? He would have put the kibosh on that. Mm. He would have. What the hell are you doing to my hot wife? Table every week? No! <laughs> All right. Anything else First, you had her kissing the Bob Lashley. The Bob Lashley yes. <laughs> I wondered if they weren't going there with Powerhouse. Oh, with Hobbs. Yeah. Oh, at first you I think Tony. You think Tony would rehash an old story? <laughs> <laughs> you almost sorry. did that with the I'm sorry. You almost got through that. Mm. <laughs> what? What? Fast food uh, style booking? What? Uh, yeah. There you go. We uh. We don't need Miro losing his wife to another black man now. We don't need to go right, right. We don't need to send that message. That's gonna give him a complex and he's gonna turn it <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so dumb. Anything else you wanna add? Oh, uh no, I think we covered it. I I'd love to see more of these two in the ring. Oh, yeah. Exactly, same, same. Oh, I think we're gonna get it, but right. uh, oh, I'm afraid now. I, although I guess I'm afraid now we're going to get mixed tag Miro and CJ against uh, Hobbs and Australian singing girl. No. When's he going to get rid of QT? Seriously. I hope soon. Please. I'm just glad they weren't there on Sunday. I don't want exactly. to my TV anymore. QTV is bad TV. <laughs> it is. So next was, okay, the next one you guys are going to have to fill in if you saw it or not. TBS championship match, Chris Statlander and Ruby Soho. The only thing I really remember about this is the finish. Uh, Ruby was going to go for the spray paint, and Tony came out from under the ring and stole it from her, and then Chris hit her cradle tombstone thing and got the pin. Okay. But that's about all I have to say about that. So I'm, I'm more confused than ever about the outcast right now. Who's doing what? Are they all still friends or, or what, you know? Nope, or maybe, right, or maybe Tony just went batshit crazy, like you said earlier. Maybe. I, I think she did, and I, I'm here for it because if that means Tony gets to be Tony again, Going hot miss so Tony. excited, so excited. Then the next match, uh, this one, <laughs> I didn't hate it, and you'll be surprised that I said that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, so next match was the no disqualification scrap match. Absolute Ricky Starks versus the American Dragon Daniel Daniel Bryanson. Daniel Bryanson. This probably was Brian right. Brian Danielson. Daniel Bryant. Yeah, whatever. That's punk used to call him Byron Dragonson. There you go. Wait, what was what were they calling him? What was Ricky Steamboat calling him? Brian Dragon. Donaldson. Brian Donaldson. I heard on commentary. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. It was it was a fun match. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Right. I know a lot of people were saying it was a five star match. I don't know if I'd go that far with it. Uh, I wouldn't balk that much. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I'd go it, that far. It was brutal. 
pulling yeah. welts on everybody's it, back. It was the welts, right? The welts and the right and being busted open the hard way and stuff. Yeah, it was it was great in that aspect. The fact that the strap they used was a light color, so you could see the blood on it, was an interesting touch. Yes. But uh, it was cool. I don't know that I would, if I was Big Bill, that I would have registered that much for Steamboat's chops. If he's a big guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I get respecting the veteran and all that stuff, but and Steamboat, you know, for being seventy, what, seventy, seventy-one, how early seventies, still moves around quite well. Yeah. He does, and I was actually pretty. It was nice to see it, although I thought that was weird. But okay, whatever, that's fine. Yeah, I was confused because Danielson came out as a baby face, brought back Final Countdown, which I like. Hopefully, that's just permanent music now that they can afford it. And, uh, <laughs> but he still came out with Moxley for the main event, so he's still with the Blackpool Combat Club. So I guess technically still a heel, but he was a baby face for, for the match, which kind of confused me. Yeah. Well, he even uh, he was on the scrum too, mm-hmm. with his head all wrapped up and everything. We were to 76. Uh-huh. Oh, this was the, uh, the head the headband with the oh. stitches. And they call oh. that doing the spirit of 76. Cause oh, okay. 70s. But, uh, he started talking, and I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he did say, he did say on the scrum that Starks carried him through that match. Yeah, And you know what? Go, watching it, and after I heard the scrum, I, I could see it. Yeah. Ricky I, Starks I, is better than what a lot of people give him credit for. Yes, he is. Absolutely. Well, I think he needs to get in. I think he needs to have more matches like that with guys that are legit, that'll get him over. Collision is the best thing that could have happened to Ricky Starks, because look at who he's been in the ring with since Collision started. Punk, FTR, Joe, uh, Jay White, Juice Robinson, uh, Steamboat, even. Steamboat. Whooping the hell out of Steamboat. Yeah, and now look, he's doing, I guess he's also managing Big Bill now, apparently. from Apparently. Or friends with him Hey, Something like that, yeah. Ricky's Ricky's character needs a heater, and a big jacked up seven footer like uh, Morrissey is the, the right guy for it. If they could just change his name, yeah. Can he quit being Big Bill? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's W Morrissey was fine. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Taz XL was acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Big Cass, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, you know, he's seven feet tall, and you can't teach that. Exactly. Nobody told him to beat up a midget on SmackDown. Can we get Big Cass without Enzo? Well, no, they tried that, remember? And, well, what happened? He beat up a midget and got fired. (laughs) He took liberties with the little people. (laughs) You know, here's the thing, though. Are we going to get another match with Danielson and Starks? Because Starks technically did not tap. No, it was a stoppage. Passed out. Yeah, you're right. Who doesn't so, love a good referee stoppage? Right? They'll do it on. They'll do it on dynamite and make it a. Oh god, no collision! At least put it on collision. Give him that decency. Well, yeah, Danielson's getting ready to be the face of collision, so that might work. That's you know true. what I'd like to see? Let's see Danielson and Starks go an hour. I want to see what Starks has. 
if he can go an hour with Danielson. I think it's he's got the win. I think it's too yeah. soon for that. He just did that with MJF. I think it's too soon. Okay, well, eventually. Eventually, I would be okay with. I would like, basically. Like, I want to see Starks do an hour with somebody. Yeah. It could have been Punk. You know. Could have been, but, but thanks, Tony. Been, won't be now. <laughs> thanks, guys. <laughs> thanks, guys. Bastard. <laughs> but. Yeah. Look at him. I I'll take that. my I'll take my right foot and put it on the side of his left side of his face. Billy Jack. Yeah. Tony, Tony Jack. Oh God. God, oh, look at him. Damn cowboy hat. He didn't look like an eight year old before. <laughs> Just ridiculous, Tony. Eight year old um, playing dress up in his daddy's clothes. Oh God. All right. So are we going to talk about the the next? Shit, I guess. Like, what's next? The eight man tag, or is it? No, no. Omega and take extra. Nope. It's your Kingston and the ROH Pure oh. and Shibata versus BCC. Okay, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say points to Eddie for the T-shirt at the start of the right. match. Right, <laughs> I did like the T-shirt. Audio sucks eggs in the classic style. I was all for it. I, was, <laughs> I just wish you were wrestled in it. Right. Yeah, he had that off real quick. Yeah. I did okay. In all honesty, okay, I didn't but I also it. said I also said this: the way that it could be icing on the cake would have been if Claudio had on an everybody somebody in Switzerland shirt, like right? Dusty had the Lukenbach shirt. <laughs> right? That might have been a two on the nose. But continue, please. The, okay, did you guys watch this one? Because I didn't. I skipped through this one. I did. It was. It wasn't much to write home about. Okay. Claudio actually won with a European uppercut. There was one spot that I enjoyed. Uh, Kingston. Or, I'm sorry, no, Shibata had a, uh, like, the the leg lock part of a Muda lock, like, before he bridges back and grabbed it. But, so he was basically just had him tied up, had Yuta tied up. And Claudio came and tried to uh, just get a shot in on Shibata, so he hit him with an uppercut. Knocked Shibata down, but not realizing that puts more pressure on Yuta's legs. <laughs> <laughs> and Yuta sold it like a champ. I'm going to give him credit well, for that. All right. But, but, uh, but that was a fun spot. And then Claudio won with a European uppercut. That's King's... impressive, because that's usually not a go-home. So not, not with Claudio. Nope. <laughs> is that all we want to so, yeah. add on that one? Yeah, there's not much to add on that one. It is okay. what it is. And I didn't watch this one either. I'm, ter- I'm terrible at being a podcast person. Uh, we had The Cleaner versus Takeshita. 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 Not, not to catch do you nothing. really? Do you really want me to take a shit? Ah, oh. uh, I did. Problem watch this is, I call him that, and I like him. That's the scary yeah. part. Oh, he's so good. He is so and good, the match, and the match was good. I thought this was a good match. I'm, I'm tired of Omega. That's where my so am I. So, so am I. But, but Takeshita got the win. Uh, he actually beat Omega with the uh, with the big knee, like like Omega likes to use. And beat him clean. It was, you know, strong win for Takeshita. That's about all I got for it. But you know, good. They're not done. No. They're oh no way. Done. Oh, they'll go on. They'll have more fuckery to be had. There's always fuckery to be had. Always. All right, this one I did watch, and I can tell you who laid out the match. <laughs> uh huh. We have. We'll start with the team that we liked. Bullet Club Gold. Versus uh-huh. 
with uh, Austin and Joey Gunn. Joey O'Gunn. Joey O'Gunn, yeah. And Switchblade, Jay White, and Juice Robinson. Uh-huh. Versus FTR. Did you hear the pop they got? Oh, big pop. They got big pop. Uh-huh. They're partners, not so much. And then the young fucks. <laughs> they got they booed. Got booed. They got booed back to Cucamonga. <laughs> they did. That's what everybody was waiting for all night. They saved all their blowing oh, yeah. energy up for yeah. the Young Bucks. Uh huh. Okay. Did anybody else that catch was... it? When Dad, no. When Wheeler showed the Young Bucks, this is a tag rope. This is a tag <laughs> I rope. Catch, I didn't catch that. I must have been. Well, in the that kitchen. was great. It was at the beginning. It was in the beginning. Yeah. That was my favorite. I was like, Beautiful. yes, show them what a tag rope is. Please do. Uh, the right team won. I will say that. I think both yeah. should have won. Yeah. I feel really bad for Dax and Cash. Well, I say this opens up the possibility for another Gin and Juice FTR match. Yeah. And I'm excited. Or possibly the guns. That. Maybe the guns. The guns and FTR had a good match. Yeah. When they did the title match. Again, this match was one of these things are not like the other. And who the hell did Joey O'Gunn piss off? Because that poor kid took a beating. He took a beating all night. Uh-huh. Uh, but watching time... Cash throw super kicks was weird because his leg doesn't go up that high. Yeah. <laughs> or the... the um quadruple atomic drop within the did they call it a sharpshooter or did they call it a Boston Crab? They it was a sharpshooter. Okay. They they called it. But yeah, it's a little 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 corny in some spots with the double teams. Uh Nikki and or I'm sorry, Maddie and Dax doing the spike pile driver was a nice touch. That that was okay. I was okay with that. I did like how FTR kept trying to just keep it between the two of them as they were tagging. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Sort of the fans. Well, I know. <laughs> and then when it came down that he had to tag in a young buck, like Fine. the whole everybody groaned. It was great. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> how many of those people that were there for all out were there for the victory lap the night before? Probably a lot of them. Probably a lot, yeah. Yeah. Same same building, right? Wasn't it, was were they both at the United Center? United Center, yep. All right. Well, anyway, so moving on past that one, uh, I guess I'm glad that Bullet Club won that one. The uh, okay, wait, I'm not sure which buck it is because I don't keep track of who's who. The last, the last one that was in the ring with uh, Cash was that uh, Nick or Matt? I think it was Matt, if my memory serves. Well, I remember before Dax and the other buck came around. He, he kept apologizing to Cash about, I'm sorry, dude, I wasn't there, I wasn't there at the end of that. And I was oh, like, at okay. The, after the finish? Yeah, after oh. the finish. So I was like, okay. More Degrassi Junior High melodrama. Exactly. All right, is that all we want to say about that one? Uh, I'm good. Let's move on. Uh, Many okay. right now, right? Yep. Mark, we called this. I don't know how long ago we called this, but we called this. As mm-hmm. soon as I saw it was Mox, I was like, he's dropping it. Oh, yeah. 
But, you know, uh, pockets won't be without gold for long. No. No, you won't. <clears throat> I'm going to say this. I was very surprised that in that match there was blood, but it was from Orange Cassidy and not from Orange uh, Cassidy and not, uh, not Moxley. Yeah. That was weird. Which was a shocker. But I'm hoping that Orange takes some time off, though, to heal up. Yeah, he's he's, he's sure. got to take some time off because we got to get MJF and and Samoa Joe. So well, well, pockets has been running nonstop for over a year. Yeah. I'd say the poor bastard's due for a vacation. Yeah, he is. And it's kind of to a point now where I think some people, me being included, that I actually am starting to at least respect what Orange is doing. I may not I'm, like I'm, it. I'm with I'm but with I'll you on that. It. Hey, he's busting his ass. I mean, the character's ridiculous and the matches aren't great, but he's he's working his ass off. So, How does you know, he come back? That. How is he going to come back is my question. Fire Ant. Fire Ant? That was his, <laughs> that was his gimmick in Chikara. He was Fire Ant. Right. He's going he's to take a week off and he's going to enter this tournament and win the tournament. This is going to happen. Does he go for a different championship? I mean, I'm not saying go after MJF right away. Does he go for Luchasaurus maybe? Perhaps. Give him a run with the TNT title? I'm sure yeah. Tony would love to make him a Grand Slam guy. Alive or dead? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's a legit question. It's a fair question talking about the TNT championship, but I don't. Right. I honestly don't know. <laughs> That'd be great if that it's was the start of the feud. Christian says, hey, Orange, is your dad alive? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. Damn. <laughs> Yeah, that match was a lot better. That's probably been one of the best matches I've seen those two in. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, like I said, Moxley, I figured Moxley was going to win because it's Moxley, you know. Uh, right. Pockets, I mean, I said from the get-go that he's probably Tony's pick to beat MJF eventually for that title. Uh, yep. Hopefully, that I, I wish it wasn't the case. I mean, I mean, all due respect to Pockets, I mean, do you, is that the guy you want to be the face of your company with the World Heavyweight Championship? I would sure hope in not. A, in a backpack? Hmm. That backpack's a lot lighter now. Does he, does he carry the backpack now, or does he just leave it in the back with his underoos in it? Of course he does, right? He's got to put his bong somewhere. God, does this mean that him and the Dork Order might actually, or the best friends, might actually win the trios? Well, they already had him. Uh, well, that's right. Tony doesn't. Tony doesn't do multiple time champions very often. That's true. Whew. All right. Well, that was AEW for this week. <laughs> so that's all out. And uh, I heard a rumor that there's going to be a new Luchador coming to AEW in the next few weeks, Menders. <laughs> Circle 2009. Oh Lord. Let's not. Let, let's not do that. Oh, I'm glad I swallowed get, that water, though, before you put that up. <laughs> get the rumor mill going. Mm-hmm. Alright. Well, I think we truncated it nicely. And we're right at two and a half hours. So we are. We figured, this, we figured this is going to be a long one. I knew this was going to be a long one. Yeah. But we got some uh, we got some uh, other business that we usually tend to this time. So we're going to get to... We're going to uh, bust out the new graphics here, Menders. I'm very excited here.
All right, so we are doing our first Hall of Fame induction of Season 3. And, Menders, I kind of gave you the Iggy. You're going to like this one here. But uh, here we go. So, JTR Hall of Fame. And I, I'm not even going to make an introduction. I'm just going to put the graphic up. Ah, yes. <laughs> hey, we talked about this. I forgot about that. So, we talk about hey, the guy a lot on the show. We do. But with reason. He's, they're being inducted with cause. Right. With, with cause. Uh, my top three easy favorite tag teams of all time, uh, Midnight Express. Uh, Jim Cornette, my top two managers of all time. Uh, he and Heenan are one and one A in my book for uh, the all-time greats, so. Courtney's the best podcaster oh, out right now, other than us. Wrong version. <coughs> now I'm gonna put. Now I put the picture up with Bobby and Stan because that's the only picture I could find that had the background I could work with. But it is all three of them. I'm putting Loverboy. God, Dennis there we go, Loverboy Dennis. <laughs> yeah, the picture on the thing is just Bobby and Stan, but Dennis is Dennis is of course going in. I mean, it's those four guys are are the Midnight Express to me, even though technically that wasn't the original Midnight Express. And I'm not talking about the guys that bloodied up uh, Corny in the white suit, either. Look at that group. Good lord. So, there's Dennis on the right. Mm-hmm. Uh, not on, not in front, kneeling. That's not Dennis. Uh, <laughs> hey, thanks for the clarification. No, that's uh, Dennis Condry on the right, Randy Rose on the left. So, those are the two guys that Heyman brought in as the original Midnight Express. But they were a trio in Memphis with uh, Norbell Austin, who was also part of the PYT Express. Uh, I thought Coco it was Pork Chop Cash. No, it's Norbell Austin. But okay, that was that was I think before he teamed up with Coco Beware's the PYTs in Memphis. Ah, uh, yes, Coco Coco Ware. Coco Ware, yeah, Coco Ware <laughs> in Memphis. Coco Beware in WWF. WWF. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm going to put you two on the spot. What was your favorite version of the Midnight Express, uh, Dennis or Stan? Dennis. Okay. Menders? Stan. Now, see, I go Stan just because that's the first one that I remember. Like, I started watching the NWA when I was six years old, and that was right when Stan came into the group. So I had never seen the stuff with Dennis until a few years later. But I remember getting the, my mom let me get the PWI when I was in grade school. And there was, a, yeah, not every month, but uh, every now and then they'd have it. And I got one that had Elizabeth and Macho on the cover. And inside there was a centerfold of the Midnight Express with Cornette with the tennis racket. And I was like, who the hell? I'm sorry, who the heck are these guys? I was, I was five. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then about a month after I got the magazine, then my our local Fox affiliate started showing NWA wrestling on Sunday after Sunday mornings. Uh, right before Wrestling Challenge. Or, no, I'm sorry, Superstars Wrestling was on the Sunday. I would say Superstars. It was, it was like Roller Derby, then NWA, then Superstars of Wrestling, all in a row. And it was that was good watching. That was, uh, I think it was before Fox had football, so they never got preempted. And uh, <laughs> so then's when I got to see, like, the Midnight Express and the Rock and Roll Express and Dusty and Garvin and the Horsemen and all those guys. Like live, I just seen the pictures for a long time, but the Midnight's always stuck out to me as being a really good tag team, of obvious reasons. Uh, let's see. 
Dwayne professing his love for roller games. All right. Uh, I could see Dwayne hitting up a roller derby, checking it out. You know, roller derbies are actually a lot of fun. I've been doing. I've heard that. I've heard that. <laughs> I got a couple. I've got a couple friends that have done uh, derby before. If my back wasn't bad, I if my back wasn't bad, I'd so do roller derby. Yeah, yeah. A friend of mine I went to high school with. She lives in South Carolina now, but she did derby for a while. She always talked about how fun it was. Does anybody yeah. else remember in '99 after after uh, ECW on TNN and they show roller? <laughs> yeah, roller jam. Roller jam. I, I because because Cyrus would. Scream it to the rafters when he was running the network. And he would talk about roller jam with the fist up and all that. So ridiculous. Ugh. But back to the Midnight Express, because why wouldn't we get off on a tangent? No, uh, no. So here we see, look at these guys. This is when they were in Mid-South. Uh, about 83, I want to say. Young Corny with Dennis and Bobby when they beat Magnum TA and Mr. Wrestling 2 for the tag team titles. A lot of name droppage. Dwayne loved Roller Jam. All right, fair enough. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I basically watched ECW and then I went on more wrestling. <laughs> and that was good. I had a VCR and I had tapes. So, uh, when did you? I'll Barry. I'll start with you this time. When did you first see the Midnight Express? Uh, Starcade '86, the Night of the Skywalkers. Oh, the Night of the Skywalkers. <laughs> poor corny. Poor, oh, poor corny. corny. Bubba had to have those glasses on. Well, kept didn't keep his eye on the ball. Exactly. Paid the price for it. And thunk. Blew blew out both (laughs) knees. As a kid, that was the funniest shit to me ever to watch Jim Cornette fall and bounce. And I would rewind it. I would rewind it back and forth and watch it over and over. (laughs) Now, as an adult, has your tune changed? Uh, yeah, because uh, I blow right. I've blown out my ACL and my PCL, and I know how that shit feels. So I, no, I, it's I not. It's not funny. Of a, I know the heartache of knee injuries. So yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm what you got there, Menders? I just got a delivery. Oh look at that! You got white suit corny with the blood. What is ah yes, it? the bloody variant. Mindy, your friend Jim Corny. Very nice. Look at that. I hope you have a place of honor for that. It's on my dresser right next to my Cult of Cornet certificate. Don't you mean the Cult of Carrot? No, the Cult of Cornet. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Dwayne, yeah, uh, that was the plan. Big Bubba should have caught Cornet, but, you know, the light did his sunglasses wrong, and, you know, he guided him to the mat. Exactly. <laughs> speed. Here's the thing. I can't, I, I'm not going to, That's that's mine, too. I mean... What? Falling like that—that that was that was my first. Time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think my first time seeing them on TV. I think they. I think it was, they were wrestling the Rock and Roll Express. It was on that uh, Fox show, and I I was all about the Rock and Roll Express back then because they looked cool. They had the hair, you know. They had the rock and roll music and everything. This was pre-Rockers, by the. This is like early '87, so I hadn't seen the Rockers yet. Right. So the Rock and Roll Express was the original article, and yeah, just I loved the fact that they look—they all look kind of similar. Like I said, this was Stan, so they were all young guys, and uh, I know Bobby never really looked young, per se. He always kind of looked like <laughs> kind of middle-aged a little bit. But, man, he was but he right. Was so good. Yeah. He was born so at good. forty-two. Yeah, like just like Double A, but 
but man, CMC this... what? What? <laughs> CMC what? Oh, For those Yugoslavian jeans. Those Yugoslavian uh, jeans broke your foot too. It did not break my foot. <laughs> Red, please flash it. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's on. It's on the shootout. Darn it! On this show, Billy Gunn broke her foot. Oh well, yeah, and he good. also owes her three grand. So and change, <laughs> and change. Maybe I should. I should get. Should go up a little bit more because I'm on hazard pay now. That's true. Uh, uh, right, and he is a champion now. So yeah. that's true. That's true. He's big I'll adjust the numbers. Right. Yeah, I'll adjust the numbers. Yeah. I'm interested yeah. to see what it is tomorrow. <laughs> hey, remember when Triple H called AW a pissant company and everybody yeah. got all up in arms about it? Yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, anyway, back to the back to the midnight. It's back to stuff we like. Uh, midnight Express. Beautiful Bobby. I'm going to start. I'm going to talk about Bobby specifically. How good was he? And back in the '80s, nobody was doing the stuff he was doing off the ropes. Nobody. Uh, not at all. First time I saw an Alabama jam, I thought he broke his spine. <laughs> I didn't think you were supposed to land like that on your butt. That was back though when we actually believed the moves that were happening were actually hurting. That's true. Well, they probably don't tickle, but yeah. Well, I know they don't tickle, but <laughs> yeah, that's what I. That was my joke. And he was neither. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, it's uh, okay. So here's look at Magnum TA looking as Tom Selleck as he can. <laughs> so good. Why don't you clean this crap up off the beach? Then <laughs> <laughs> right. you got Mr. Wrestling 2 in the background who I can swear looks like he's wrestling in his underwear and socks with the, with the hood on. But yeah, that's that's a picture from Mid South. I, I think that that's right around the time when they won their first tag title there. And uh, they had a great run in Mid-South. I watched it later on. Like when, I think it was when you, uh, around the time of YouTube, I started watching the Mid-South stuff. And you'd see the things like, and they did some crazy stuff there, uh, not just in matches, but that's where they first did the birthday cake spot. Birthday they, cakes and wrestling I'm sorry, mix. I'm sorry, it's not birthday cake. It was a cake because they won the tag titles and they were celebrating. Then well, the rock and roll came out. Wrestling does not mix. When no, no it doesn't. It does not. But they did that. They did the thing where they tarred and feathered the JYD. Uh, they helped Butchery paint a yellow streak down JYD's back once. Uh, they did the, the spot I loved where Corny would take out the can of uh, starter fluid and spray down the rag and then jump in the ring and, and ether like Robert Gibson yep. and knock him out so the Midnight's could win. And just so, I mean, I'm, I'm speechless with my reverence for this this group of men here, but uh, but yeah, so they they kind of went all over the place. They started off in uh, in they this iteration. I don't blame them for that. Well, yeah, but they <laughs> but they started out. Bobby and Dennis didn't team up until they got to Mid South. They were right. part of that big talent exchange with Memphis, where like one man gang and a couple other guys went to Memphis, and Watts got the Rock and Roll of Midnight's Dundee and Terry Taylor, I think. And then they were stopped to the races. He looked <laughs> corny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you ever hear the story about Bubba getting his hand caught in the trunk of the car? 
Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, and he was a brother. Hey, brother. Corny, yeah, Corny <laughs> told the story on Austin's podcast years ago. They were getting their stuff out of the car. And brother's not paying attention. The cabbie just shut the trunk door on his hand. And, yeah, it's like you just said, bro. He's like, hey, brother, hey. And and the guy's like, oh, my God. He panics. And, and Bubba just doesn't sell it for nothing. And as soon as he gets in the building, then he just starts shrieking like a cat that got his tail slammed in a door. And Corny's like, why didn't you say something out there? He's like, I'm going I didn't want to break kayfabe, man. Something like that. <laughs> like he was trying to protect his character, so he didn't say anything about getting his hand caught in the door. God. Can't be mad about that. I got to respect the kayfabe. Yes. I love Bubba. Uh, I know he made better money going to be in the boss fan, but Big Bubba was my favorite iteration of Ray Trailer. Especially early Bubba. Like UWF Bubba when he was the champion. UWF player. Bubba. Him and uh, One Man Gang. Yep. Ironically, yeah. you know, Twin Towers eventually, but Exactly. But yeah, then all the stuff he did with Dusty, like in the bunkhouse matches and all that stuff. Uh, let's see. There's now, Barry. You're you're a belt guy like me. Obviously, you know we do Gold Rush. As far as the NWA tag team belts go, which ones are your favorites? Um, these are the these are the originals. These were the first th- ones. Those are the originals, and you can't you can't ever go wrong with the original. But I do like the uh, the later version. Yeah, I, I like. Uh, let's see if I got the picture here. These belts right here remind me of the Bob Backlund World Title for some reason. Yeah, I think it's the same designer. Yeah, I'm not mistaken. But these are the ones I like. Uh, that's the one that I have. Is this one, the blue, the blue strap? The blue strap. Yeah, there's okay. Stan. After they and then the the Horseman. Yep, and then I believe that Corny has those United States Tag Team Championships in his collection. I believe you're right. Uh, I'm not sure who has the the world belts. It might be uh, Dan Lambert because I know he's a big collector. Uh, I know that I know that shot. Corny I know that Corny painted the United States Tag Team Championship to look as good as they do. Yeah, he did that paint job. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the Midnights were the first team to win the world titles while being the U.S. champions at the same time when they beat the Anders Italian Arn in Baltimore when on their way out. Uh, they didn't get a really long run this time with Stan. They had m- more runs with Dennis uh, with the world titles. But this is when uh, the Road Warriors heel experiment was going on. So the, the Road Warriors beat them for, for those belts and kind of squashed them. And then they went on to uh, feed with another kind of salty group. Look at these guys. Dude. The, ori- the original Midnight Express with Paul E. Dangerously. Mm-hmm. This this picture's from the AWA when they were the tag champs there, but eventually Paulie brought them down to Charlotte, and there we see the face off there. Look at that. <laughs> I've got a racket. Oh, I've got a phone. You know, I've got a phone. That's a big phone too. It's yeah. one of those brick yeah. phones. But we'd be remiss if we didn't show this picture, Menders. Hey, hey, that white suit, white suit, cor- white suit, corny. That's when the Midnight's first showed up. Uh, the Polly Midnights, and they beat the piss out of Corny with his racket, with the telephone. Uh, got in a lot of trouble with the network because he was wearing a white suit and leading the gush. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where that action figure comes from there. Who bled a gusher in a white suit? <laughs> Believe me, um, we used to be able to sing the whole, well, we still can, but. Yeah. Uh, then 
of course, when Corny had to get his hands dirty, look at that sizzled <laughs> physique there. Oh, Corny. I wish some manager would wrestle in this kind of outfit again. The full body suit with the trunks over it, the all the padding. This is good manager wrestling 101. Protect your wrestler, or your manager. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we talked about the rock and roll. This is one of the later pictures there. Uh, for my money, probably the greatest tag team rivalry of all time. Uh, I don't know if you disagree with me on that one. No. Definitely. I won't disagree. Uh, no. Uh, let's see. Uh, hell, hell, just... they, hell, they were still having tag team matches uh, less than 10 years ago. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, about 04, they did their 20th anniversary tour. They were going around all the, I think, Ring of Honor a few times than other companies. And I think this is a similar picture that I've, I actually have an autographed picture of the Midnight Express and Corny somewhere. I need to find it and put it in a frame, but uh, it's from this, this period. I uh, bought it off of Cornette at a Ring of Honor show. And the other three guys had already signed it. He signed his part of it right right there. So that was always cool uh, to me that he did Keep that. Keep your hands on that. You want to know how much they're asking for those things right now on Jim Cornette? Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, I know. I got to find It's in my drawer somewhere. Uh, but, yeah, I need to get it into a frame post-haste. But it was my Bret Hart picture. Uh, yeah, I, I, looked up, I looked up to see how much those were going to cost. Because mm-hmm. I... This year we've decided with Christmas we're separating out everything. So Bari has his own thing that he's getting everybody. I usually get some. I'll get something for everybody, and then AJ will get something for everybody. And I'm the one that gets stuck with the memorabilia one because oh, for boy. the past couple of years it's been corny stuff. Mm-hmm. So I look to see how much they were. Uh, Holy crap! I don't have that type of money. Kiss it's it. not good. <laughs> you ain't no. getting it. <laughs> I wouldn't even. I, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even fix my mouth to ask you to get me that. <laughs> <laughs> Because I think the lowest price one is like two thirty. It was two thirty nine. Yeah. Two thirty nine. Uh, the the uh, top tier ones, I think, it was sold out already. Was top tier sold out? They were a thousand dollars. Yeah, because that's the ones that had the autographs and the all the the book. Yep. That's what I was. That's my holy grail was that Cornet uh, Midnight Express anniversary book that was out before. But I'm never going to be able to afford that one. Yeah. No. If anybody's no. willing to sell it. Exactly. Uh, let's see. Uh, I guess we can't talk about the Midnights and Corny without talking about uh, Corny and his, uh, we'll call it controversial uh, turn of phrase and outspoken uh, outlook on wrestling and everything. I, everybody complains about his outlook on wrestling. But I you tend to agree with most of it. I, I, do I don't too. agree with everything. I don't, I don't agree with everything. Like, some of the things I don't agree with are, like, his... Sometimes how he takes the women's wrestling places and things like that. He's not a big women's wrestler or fanatic. And I understand that. Well, he has beef with Baby Doll. Right. I know. A I perfect 10. Him. I don't blame him. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like... AJ. Yeah, AJ is in charge of the liquor gifts. Oh, oh there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, Corny, I I agree with a lot of what he says about the modern wrestling. Uh, not I'm, I'm not quite as salty about it as he is. Uh, I don't really listen to his political views or anything like that. Not that yeah, I agree that. or disagree. Skip that most I, of the time. <laughs> yeah, I, I tend to avoid that. I love hearing the stories about like the landscapers and everybody at his house and when Have his cable's out. Or... Mustang? What? 
the that destroyed the fence. That destroyed the fence. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I heard. <laughs> hey, uh, Barry. Destroyed the fence. Can we share? I think our mutual favorite Jim Cornette anecdote about Doug Basham. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, Squared Soaker Expo weekend. God, what was it? It was that Friday. Yeah, that Friday evening when we first got there. Um, and we're all moving around and going to different rooms and seeing everybody and everything. And I I happened to pass. I don't think I found you yet. No, no, yeah. Yeah, no, we hadn't found the Rebs yet. But Minder and I was moving around this large room where everybody had their booth set up and Mm -hmm. autographs and everything. And I happened to pass by Rip Rogers' table. And he said, hey, young man, will you take a picture for me? Yeah, sure. So, you know, I take a picture. I take two or three pictures, you know, to make sure they pick out the one that's best. He okay. says, thank you, and shakes my hand. <laughs> Doug, right, well, uh, uh, Basham, which one was it? Doug. I would, it was Doug. Okay, I don't, I'll, I'll get him confused. So then Doug Basham is there standing behind me. He's like, hey, will you take a picture for me, too? Yeah, sure. As I turn around, I see his eyes go down and see my shirt, and I'm wearing the famous "Thank You, Fuck You, Bye" shirt. <laughs> and I audibly hear him go, "Ugh." <laughs> so I take the right. So I take the picture. He says, "Thank you." I hold my hand out to shake his hand. And he just walks away. <laughs> I said, "Oh, you're a little shaken up, but aren't you? You're salty still." Is it because he doesn't like corny, or is it just the the story because of it was a, involved him, like the, where the phrase came from? It was from. a little mixture of both. Exactly, and then here goes the kicker. I wasn't even thinking about it whenever I turned around and seen him. Like I wouldn't, I didn't think about what, what shirt I had on, and he looked down and looked at him and said, "Ugh," <laughs> I said, "Oh shit, it's now, you." <laughs> now, if I remember right, most people enjoyed the shirt. Oh yeah, when we were walking around. Yeah, a lot yeah, of corny maybe. heads at the. We uh, had so. a lot of people come up and ask us where yeah. we got our shirts, and I was like, yeah. "Got it from JimCornette.com. Come on now." And they are discontinued now. Yep. Um, that breaks my heart. I got the face shirt, and I'm gonna get the lazy booking shirt eventually. But I wanted to get that. Thank you, fuck you, bye shirt. That uh, was. We were talking about Christmas gifts. That was Christmas gifts to all of us one year. Yeah, exactly. Matching face mask to go with it. Yep. Yeah. That's well, a I showed you. On them. <laughs> I, I showed you my "You're Welcome Back at Your Hello" shirt. I yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> I just want to kind of want to get a one-off made of that and wear it someplace where Corny's going to be at. Just <laughs> Good luck with that. Go but, walk yeah, around this... Louisville with it. See how that works for you. Oh man, uh, yeah. But Corny, the story goes in OVW. Doug Basham was his top heel. I guess I don't remember him with long hair. I didn't see him until later on, but. I guess he, the big jacked up guy with the long hair and the leather pants, looked awesome. He was their heel, and he went up to, I think he went to a SmackDown taping in Louisville for a tryout or a dark match or something, and comes back to OVW the next week and is bald. And Cornette loses his shit. He's like, what the fuck did they do to you? And he goes, well, they wanted to see what I looked like bald, so they shaved my head. And Cornette... He said what he called made what he called one of his weekly angry phone calls to John Laurinaitis about <laughs> relations, and I forget the verbatim, but it was something like, "Hey John Laurinaitis, this is Jim Cornette. My top heel just came in looking like a forty-year-old truck driver. If you wanted to see what he looked like, ball, either imagine it or let me know, and I'll 
do it on a in a hair match. And right. Make some money. <laughs> make some money. <laughs> Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. Something like that. <laughs> and that story goes viral, and then we get the glorious T-shirt that you two wear so proudly to zero one shows all the time. And AJ. Uh, and AJ. Yeah. Actually, but, I uh, never wear it to zero one. No, you haven't, have you? You always wear your Jimmy Carrot stuff. If Jimmy Carrot's on the card, my Jimmy Carrot shirt's going on. Yeah. But it's just, that story goes viral. I love hearing Corny get worked up. Yeah. Because it's just ridiculous. Uh, and if you want to hear Corny get worked up, there are options if you don't know. Uh, you got the Jim Cornette experience right there. That's his That podcast. one's my that's, favorite. That's a good one. That's the one on, it drops on Mondays, right, Menders? You yeah usually yeah and then it used to be like Fridays and then uh, I think it adjusted for the drive through yeah yeah and then the drive through drops on Thursdays I want to say usually Thursday or uh, Friday yeah uh, they're both similar now uh, reviewing the product and then telling stories but I used I first started listening to the drive through and it was just a Q and A podcast. Like the experience was the one where they would review the wrestling, but then the drive-through was just questions, and then you'd hear Corny telling road stories and whatever, and I always enjoyed that. I wonder exactly. how much longer he's going to be actually watching the product. <laughs> well, if there's no punk, then collision. There's no be punk, so he might be like, "I watch it." Like, do we have to review Collision? Something like that, <laughs> right, you know? motherfucker? You got better things to do on Saturdays. You can hang out with Harley Quinn and the wife. Right. Exactly. What's the channel he watches? See, right, uh, Spinguli. Yeah, Spinguli. Spinguli, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, if you like if you like wrestling podcasts, along with ours, check out the corny stuff because it, it is entertaining. Uh, also, by the way, uh, you know how they have uh, song submissions? They used to. Do they still do that? They still they still do it on the drive through. But there was a a group that submitted a song that is from uh, Central Illinois, I guess. Oh. And. And they and the song was really good. They submitted it for a theme song for the drive-through. They are playing in Charleston next Saturday. I just Where? saw. I forget the name of the place. There's an event on Facebook. I'll send. I'll send it to you. But okay. I'm cure. I'm tempted to take the drive out to Charleston and check them out. Maybe wear my corny shirt. See if I can get the get the rub. You know. There you go. Uh, the, we do have to mention. Oh shit! If we're, if we're talking <clears throat> about corny. Mm-hmm. Our friend Turbo, AJ's kitty cat, uh-huh. has been mentioned on the podcast. Really? Yes. Not in Reggie's Corner, I hope. No, not in Reggie's Corner. <laughs> this was this was pre-Reggie's Corner. AJ had actually submitted an email being drunk one night, I think. And no. had said right. And it said that he was listening to Corny and every time Turbo or every time he had it on, Turbo would always sit out there and listen to it with him. But if Corny started talking about the Bucks, he'd run away. <laughs> <laughs> like, smart cat. Turbo was a kitty with discerning taste. Yep. I think he froze. Oh, Barry, did you freeze? His phone died. Oh, Take him oh out. Boy. His phone died. All right, I'm going to remove Barry here. That's Hopefully not good. Get him we're, back in. We're, we're at the top ten. This could be bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but I... I'm honestly ashamed that it took us this long to get the Midnights and Corny into the uh, Hall of Fame. It probably would have been sooner, but... Yeah, well, circumstances, you know. Yep. But I think it's a very solid choice to kick off Season 3 with, with those fellas. Uh, oh, is he back? Like I said, 
Uh, not yet. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, so Corny, Bobby, Dennis, and Stan all all get in. Uh, all, no disrespect to Randy Rose or Nobel Austin, but that's not the Midnight Express I remember. No. So that's what that's that's the name of that tune, as they say. Good pick, Greb. Crap, that Thank means you. I got to do in two weeks. You huh? pick the next one. Okay. <laughs> now the difference is I can't. You can't keep it a surprise because I have to make the graphics. Yeah, I know. I have an idea because it's somebody that I know a lot about. Okay. So. Is it this guy? <laughs> no, it's not Icarus. Tony Icarus. <laughs> no, it's not Tony Icarus. All right. Is it possible that he's flown too close to the sun this this I think this so. Past week. I, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. It's hard. To, it's hard to say. It's hard. It, it's. In, I want to see. I give it three months to figure out what's going to happen. Okay, that's you got to give it some time to one kind of die down, and then two see where it can go. Yeah. I actually almost opened the show with that, but I decided against it. <laughs> you eh, you know. All right, well, let's get into our last bit of business before we say goodbye, Menders. I guess we're going on three hours, or over three hours now. I know we are. <laughs> uh, hey, Jay. Oh, you didn't see that? Duck Jimmy Carrot into the Hall of Fame. I am not. I wouldn't do that. All yet. right. <laughs> yeah, let's see. We'll see what he does. All right, let's move on here, Menders. I had I had to. I know you had to. I had I had to jazz up the uh, the opening a little bit for season three. Uh, and of course, I had to use the Don Rickles La Macarena entrance uh, mariachi <laughs> trumpet piece. Uh, so as you can tell, it is top ten Tuesday. Uh, our subject today, because uh, this week is Impact Wrestling's one thousandth episode. Is it really? Figured, it Holy is. Cow. Yeah. And a bunch uh, Team 3D is getting back together for one night. A uh, bunch of the old names are coming back. So I thought we would do greatest TNA feuds here. And most of these are from like the 02 through like, say, 2015 period. Some well, might I, overlap a little bit. I messaged my TNA person. So I have uh-huh. a list, but it's, it's not numbered or anything. But I want to see how many of them you have on yours. All right, well, I'm, I'm, I run down the list, and if I've got one that you've got, then you can chime in, and then whatever I don't get to, then... Well, I'll just mark it off if you have it, and then we'll go for honorable mentions as the ones I still have left. That'll work. Okay. All right. Well, Although we know with... a couple of them you do have, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah. AJ, <laughs> get, don't get ahead of me. Tong versus Kim for number one. I love that feud. That's such a good one. <laughs> you might be mad at me here in a minute. Uh-oh. All right. uh, number 10. Team 3D versus the X Division. Uh, I want to say 2007. Started off with the Machine Guns getting a clean win on the Dudleys in a pay-per-view. Uh, right when they were first really starting to build up their steam as a tag team. And then 
Team 3D just declared war on the X Division, attacked Lethal, stole his X Division title belt, uh, beat up Sanjay, beat up the guns, uh, wound up having a circle, uh, a fish market street fight with Shark Boy and Curry Man, where they were basically pelting each other with dead fish. <laughs> it's on YouTube. You gotta check it out. It's it's a okay. Hoot. Okay. There was a point. There was a point where. uh, Is this Jarrett booking? (laughs) Is this uh, Carter booking? This this is 2007, 2008, so it was probably might be Russo booking. Oh, good lord! (laughs) Uh, But yeah, the there was a point where they lost a match where the stipulation was that they couldn't wrestle if they weighed in less than 250 pounds, and both of them were clearly over. 270 at least but every week they have to get on the scale and miraculously they would make weight so they could compete ah i'd think the scale might earl hebner was doing the weigh-ins he might he could have been bought you know but uh so yeah they did that for a while aj's putting up his aj's got a bunch of them yeah he's got he's got he's got a few that i've got but i'm 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 getting there okay so yeah so so this one's my number 10 it was a fun feud uh they won an ultimate x match with ladders like instead of going across the cables, they just got a ladder out and climbed up and took the X down. Well, I mean, it works smarter, not harder, you know, exactly. as they say. All right, number nine. There you go, AJ. Gail Kim what? versus Awesome Kong put the ladies' division on the map in 2007 in TNA. I believe it. Uh, this is my first time seeing Kong, and good lord, she was scary looking. And about a month after she debuted in TNA, I got to see her work in IWA Mid-South against Mickey Knuckles. I love Mickey. Yeah. At the time, Kong was the NWA Women's Champion, but she forgot the belt. She was supposed to defend it. I, I, I think Ed Schumann might have had a, a hand in that, saying, don't bring the belt and defend it. I actually have the last autographed picture, AEW picture of Awesome Kong in my car. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. I remember she cut off Melanie Cruz's hair in the assembly hall. AJ, if it makes you feel better, that is the only women's feud I have on the list. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. All right. Number eight. Bobby Roode and James Storm. Uh, Post beer money. Uh, obviously. Uh, actually, in between beer money. They did get back together later on. But... Uh, Bobby or James Storm won the uh, TNA World Title from Kurt Angle at, on the Impact after Bound for Glory in 2011, and then the next week he gave his buddy Bobby Roode a title shot because they were still in in a group together, <laughs> and Bobby Roode took a beer bottle, smashed it over James's head, pinned him, and stole his belt from him, turned heel. Nice. And then, and it was great. They had an awesome cage match at Lockdown 2012 for the title. Uh, funny thing, you know who Montgomery Gentry is? The country act? Yeah. <laughs> so they were in the uh, front row because they did James Storm's theme song. Oh, okay. But Don West, God love him, didn't know that it was two guys, so he was talking about Montgomery Gentry like it was one guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in Don, Don's defense, rest his soul, he didn't know. I don't think he listened to country music. It but sounds like it. <laughs> in that period of time, those two guys were so good. They were both at the top of their game. I was always a big fan of Bobby Roode way back. Well, see, my first, like I said, I was never a teenager. Never. So my first time seeing James Storm or Bobby Roode 
was NXT when they came over to NXT. Oh. oh, yeah. I remember James was there for a cup of coffee. Yep. He was there for a cup of coffee. And then, of course, you had Glorious. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. No, I was a fan of going back to like 2004, 2005, when James Storm was in America's Most Wanted. Uh, Bobby Roode was in Team Canada. And just, just good stuff. Scott Demore was the coach of Team Canada for a portly fellow. He's the boss at Impact now. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so I've I had a very deep investment with those two guys, and I I loved it watching them go. Uh, let's see, number eight. <laughs> this was kind of a silly feud, but man, it it got ratings. Bully Ray versus Dixie oh, Carter. They what is it with Bully Ray and putting women through tables? Well, Dixie had it coming. Well, I'm uh, sure she did. I'm not saying she didn't, but this was this was a six month build that led to maybe the best payoff in the history of TNA or Impact at this point. Uh, they did this table spot in the Hammerstein Ballroom, which is you know ECW territory. Yep. Uh, it was Bully Ray had been a heel. Oh, hey, uh, this popped me. Eric Young versus his own pyro. <laughs> that that popped me. AJ, you got me. <laughs> But uh, but no, so Bully had been a heel. Dixie was the heel owner, like feuding with like AJ and all the baby faces, and uh, she brought Bully in to be the enforcer for the cage match. Like she was like he was the outside enforcer for a lethal lockdown match, okay. which is roof and weapons and all like fuckery basically. Ah, sounds uh, like Mama's house. Yeah, but uh, long story short, uh, one of Dixie's guys got a little fresh with Bully. Bully put him through a table, helped the other team win. Dixie vowed Dixie vowed a fiery vengeance, and she brought in uh, EC3 as her nephew, uh, Rockstar Spud. Uh, uh, she got Rhino to, to, ro- to roll over on Bully and turn heel. Uh, Rampage Jackson, King Mo. No, not Rampage. King Mo. Rampage was with Main Event Mafia at the time. And Bully wound up getting back together with Devon. This is after Aces and Nates was a thing. So Devon came back, Tommy came back, uh, and they started going around with, with Dixie's group, and the whole time Bubba was bowing and he was going to put Dixie through a table. This, like I said, this went easily a good six months. And finally, he, he said, this is the day. And uh, Oh, I forgot, Dixie had hired Ezekiel Jackson and... Uh, Gene Snitsky is heavies. Oh my gosh! And they didn't do the job, and she fired them. <laughs> you think? The ver- and the, the day that, and the night that she fired them and kicked them out, that's when Bully came out with Devon and Tommy, and they beat up all Dixie's guys. Dixie tried to run. The entire locker room comes out and stops her, makes her go back, and then they do the big power bomb off the ropes, put uh, Dixie through the table, and we get this shot. Yeah. And- so uh, just the 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 payoff was so good for that I had to put it on here, <laughs> and I think it was the highest rated like segment in the history of Impact. Well, everybody hated if, Dixie, so I get every, it. Nobody liked Dixie. I I know it's crazy. <laughs> All right, number Eight? Six. 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 All right, six, and this is kind of cheating because I've got part of this on here twice, but okay. Styles, Joe, and Daniels. Uh, okay, first so time... does that mean I take... All right, hold on. All right, I'm going to take that one out then. All right, so this is the first time the X Division Championship ever headlined a pay-per-view for TNA. 
It was the three-way dance. Uh, Daniels defending against these two guys. Uh, Styles wound up getting the win. Uh, Joe was in the middle of his undefeated streak, and he didn't he didn't take the pin, so he was still undefeated. Gotcha. Which is good business. That is good business. Yeah. And then uh, this match went out for several years, was considered the greatest match in the history of TNA. And then they wound up doing a rematch in 09 when AJ was the world champion, and they had another three-way dance. Only five-star match in TNA history, as AJ says. Oh, wow. Uh, they also had a good Ultimate X match where uh, Daniels went to the top of the uh, the truss that the cables were attached to and jumped from the truss to the middle of the X and took the belt. It was a really cool moment. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah. Uh, not smart, necessarily, but it was well, cool to see when you're in your 20s. I was going to say, we never said... I'm just laughing at the fact that AJ Styles has short hair in that picture. and that just Oh, yeah. Me. That just cracks me up. He didn't have long hair till like 2014. Oh, I know. I know, but it still cracks me up. <laughs> yeah. All right. Number five here. Kurt Angle and Sting. Uh, you know I'm not a big Sting fan, but these two guys had a really good feud in 07, early 08. Into 09, when they were in the main event mafia. But uh, See, you're hitting, that, you're hitting that area where I didn't watch any wrestling. Yeah. Period. But this is when Angle was having the best run of his career in TNA. He was... I think he had the belt for almost, a, I think almost a year. But Sting wound up beating him for it at Bound for Glory. Angle won it back like three weeks later on Impact. And then they had the tag match where Booker T debuted as Sting's partner. Uh, and yeah, so they always had a good story. Uh, Angle went to Sting's kid's football practice and slapped him around in a video <laughs> segment. Uh, that was also when we first started seeing Karen Jarrett uh, roll around. Karen Angle at the time. Oh, yeah. I forgot about all that. Now, I don't... Is this... I don't know that this is... Is he a flat earther? I I don't know. Yeah, I don't I'll think know. he is. I, I think he'd be smarter than that. You know? I don't know. You would think, but... You would think. All right. Moving on. Moving uh, on. All right. Number four. America's Most Wanted versus Triple X. Uh, AMW is probably my favorite TNA tag team ever. Uh... It was James Storm and Chris Harris. Uh, for those that remember him as Braden Walker in WWE in the late 2000s. And Triple X was a three-man team at the time. Christopher Daniels, uh, Loki, and Elix Skipper. And it was this kind of thing. A&W never was able to beat Triple X because they always had the numbers game. Until I think it was the first cage match the team ever did was uh, Daniels and Skipper against AMW and AMW won won the tag belts. Hit that hit their death sentence off the top of the cage. The death sentence is actually a Midnight Express move, the old trash compactor, where oh, okay. uh, James Storm holds the guy like horizontal, then Harris comes off the top of the leg drop. So yeah. that was their finish. And that feud went on until Victory Road 04, when Triple X was forced to disband after another cage match. That's the one where Eagle Skipper walked to the top of the cage ah, into okay. Hurricane Rana. Uh, crazy, crazy, crazy to see. So, so that definitely uh, deserves mentioning at number four. <laughs> four. Got that at four. You're at four. Yeah. Got this. All right. Number three. Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle. Got it. Wait, that says number two. Oh, hang on. I got my numbers wrong. Oh, uh -oh. number three. Here we go. Number three. Aces and eights and TNA. 
uh, I don't know if you remember, this uh, was Bully Ray's uh, biker gang faction <laughs> that went to war with the company. When This is when Bully had his world title uh, run. Mm-hmm. But it was, you see, Devon, uh, that's Garrett Bischoff, Eric's son. Oh, uh, Wes Briscoe, Gerald's son, with the long hair. Uh, I think the arm on the right side is uh, Luke Gallows, and I don't know who the schmuck in the hood is. <laughs> but they had multiple people. I think Ken Anderson wound up joining that group. Mike Knox was one of them. And then they did the big reveal where Bully uh, beat Jeff Hardy in the cage with a hammer to win the title. And then revealed he was actually the leader of the group all along when he'd been like fighting with, like, all the TNA guys against them. Uh, Taz was their announcer. Nice. I like Taz as an announcer, uh, damn it. In story, in storyline, yes, Bully Ray dated Brooke Hogan, but I don't think that was in real life. I, mm. I don't know if he was schlip, I don't know if he was stripping Velvet Sky yet at this point, but uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. But yeah, this angle went for quite a long time until I think it stopped around the time that AJ beat Bully for the world title in 20. 20- 13. The first few months of Aces and Eights was awesome. Huh? Yeah, go ahead. What? Uh, The first few months of Aces and Eights was awesome. About halfway through, they kind of just forgot what they were doing. Kind of. And kind of with the (laughs) NWO route where they just started putting a ton of people into it. No. And kind of jumped the shark a little bit. Yeah. Dark Order what? It was a. Yeah. What? All right, all right. Number two, uh, no, no big surprise here. Joe and Angle. Uh, it's not yeah. number one just because I think they fast tracked it. Angle debuted at Bound for Glory of '06 as a ref, as an enforcer for Sting and Jarrett, but he had had a pull apart with Joe that like on the night of the pay per view, like on the pre show. And then, mm-hmm. if, if it was me, I would have waited until like build it up for a couple months. Before you put them in the ring together, but they just put them right in the main event of the next pay per view, and I think that was they just fast tracked it too much. And yeah. Then, and then they wound up wrestling each other like three consecutive pay per views, and it kind of watered it down for me a little bit. Uh. But but about a year year and a half later, Joe got his first title, uh, first world title, beating Angle in the cage at lockdown, and uh, they were former tag champions together. Uh, they had the match with Team 3D. 3D was the uh, TNA Tag Champions. Joe was the X Division Champion. Angle was the World Champion. And it was a winner-take-all match, like where if one of the Dudleys pinned one of the other guys, they would win their title, that kind of thing. Gotcha. And then uh, Joe and Angle wound up winning, so they won the tag titles, and then uh, they couldn't coexist. Old-school booking. Shocker. <laughs> Angle, wound up, Angle wound up winning a match where he got everything, so he held, like, all the major championships plus the IWGP championship. And uh, yeah, it was kind of a, it was a to-do. All the gold. All the gold. <laughs> yeah, all the gold. And then he actually defended every title on one pay-per-view and lost all but one. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Jay Lethal beat him for the X title. Pac-Man Jones and R-Truth beat uh, him and Sting. I guess Sting was his proxy partner for the uh, title. For the tag titles, and then he beat Abyss in a cage for the title. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> so I have. But, uh, 
One, on, I got two. one more. I know, but I'm just trying to figure. I've got three here, so let's see if you hit any of these three. All right. Like I said, I cheated a little bit earlier. My number one uh, feud is just the two guys, Styles and Daniels. Well, yeah, uh, that, okay. I had marked that uh, one off earlier because that was right, one of mine. Because you had Styles and Daniels and Joe. But in this case, I mean, they had two 30-minute Iron Man matches in one year. That's <laughs> Both crazy. for the Exhibition Championship. Um, they had the match that really put TNA in motion, which was at the NWA 53rd anniversary show. Uh, they had a 53rd in, okay. It, it was like an it was like an indie show. It was like a convention kind of thing. But oh, these okay. two guys had a they had a match on the show that was like everybody was raving about it. Tape, tape traders were going nuts about it, and they both wind up in TNA, and then they put them together. And uh, it's also around the time that they had a match in IWA Mid South at the Ted Petty Invitational that was really good. Maybe the best match I'd seen in IWA was those two guys. I believe so, it. I mean, it's look a case where, <laughs> yeah, and also uh, former uh, tag team champions together in 06. They beat AMW for the for the world titles. And this uh, is back when AJ was kind of a pompous ass, wasn't it? Yes, he was. Okay. He was a co- he was kind of a cocky little bastard. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's my uh, that's my number one. Well, you want the three one. the three um, honorable mentions then? Yeah. What do you got? So, I've got Raven versus Jeff Jarrett. Okay. See if that nice. brings Becky memories for you. Because like I said, I didn't watch any of this. and I No, called, it does. I phoned a I friend. <laughs> oh, big, big screw job when Jarrett beat Raven for the world title. AMW turned heel in Windsor, Ontario. And it was revealed that Scott Demore was colluding with Jarrett to get the belt off of Raven. So, big, scandalous angle there. It was very well done. Like I said, this is phone a friend, so... Right. And then uh, Beer Money versus Motor City Machine Guns. Nice, nice. Great series of tag matches in 2010. They had like a best of seven for the tag titles. It was really, really, really good. And Raven versus Abyss. Okay. I don't know a whole lot about that one. That was around the time Raven was the world champion. It was before Spike TV, so I didn't see a lot Ah. of the impacts before then. Gotcha. Uh, I actually almost threw one on here. Uh, is AJ your guy? I'm just curious. No. Oh. Nope. Sorry. Nope. I'm not well, giving have... up my sources. Okay. As a good journalist, you don't have to give up your sources. But I'm not giving up. I almost, I almost threw on Raven and uh, Father James Mitchell, ah. few, the old sinister minister, back sinister when he shaved his head. I'm actually kind of surprised that wasn't on this list, honestly. I almost put it on there, but I decided against it. But yeah, so that's our top ten. Uh, I said uh, since they're having their thousandth episode, I thought it was only fitting. Yep. But uh, yeah, I so I've only seen uh, like two. <laughs> oh, that's all right. There's YouTube. There is YouTube, but I did. You told me this this morning. I didn't have time that's to true. watch it and that's, all of it. Well, no, you can go. You can go back now and and, and check some of this stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's pay some bills here, Menders, because we're going over almost three and a half hours, and I'm hungry. Yeah. Yep. So. All right, ProWrestlingTees.com slash JTRPod for most of your wrestling t-shirt needs from us here. There's just a few of them. Hoss Fights, Draw Money, Independent Wrestling Matters. See, Menders, has, nice. Menders has the Tony's Florida-style fast food booking shirt. Seemed fitting, considering our discussion today. Uh, bump card, get your shit and move. Uh, got the JTR Crew shirt out there. I like that one a lot. I need to order that one. 
I still oh, like the house on. fight one. I'm glad you oh, finally got your house fight. Hey, look who's back. Hey, Ari's back. <laughs> Ari, look, you missed the top 10, man. Look who right. Look who found his way back to the chat. <laughs> we missed the oh, top 10. Oh, man. I hate that. Well, I, I at least made it back in time to say goodbye. <laughs> yeah, go. we're paying. Just paying some bills. Oh, yeah. AJ chimed in. Uh, Standards Minister managing Max the Impaler in NWA as we speak. Yep. So. What was the uh, top one, 10? Uh, top 10 in TNA feuds. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Sweet. Just, go, go uh, top 10. Rundown it real quick, Rib. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's like number 10, Team 3D versus the X Division. Number 9 was Gail Kim and Awesome Kong. Number 8, uh, Bobby Roode and James Storm. Number 7. Was Bully and Dixie? Yeah. Okay. Number six was Styles, Daniels, and Joe. Uh, five was Angle and Sting. Four, AMW and Triple X. I'm trying to do this all top of my head. Uh, three was Aces and Eights and TNA. Uh, two, Joe and Angle. Number one, Styles yeah. and Daniels. Okay. All right. Decent. Can I throw in an honorable mention? Please do. Uh, Dutton Lethal. Oh, when the Guru and Black Machismo? Yeah, fighting over uh, with, SoCal Val. SoCal Val, yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, oh, the uh, wedding. Oh, God. Weddings are never good in, in wrestling no. either. Weddings are never good in Don't go together, just like cakes in wrestling don't go together. That's right. <laughs> All right, so we're paying bills here. We talked about the PWTs. Right. You got the Potagy shirt here on PWTs. Look at that handsome pun. Looks like an egg. Hey, that's not nice. I look like a devil egg now. Brainbustertees.com slash other slash JTR dash podcast dash network. You got t-shirts, hoodies, caps, stickers, fanny packs, all kinds of good stuff on there. Kitty you got Mindy. stuff from You got stuff from the Zero One Shootout. You got stuff from Gold Rush. You got stuff from Jumping the Rail. Uh, all kinds of cool things on there. If you want a picture of Mindy's face on it, you get the, the spoon shirt. Or you can get Giddy Mindy if you want to see her all happy about stuff. Usually about Jimmy Carrot. Not always. Uh, Sometimes. Uh, if if you want to support Fringy our friend, Mindy would be the Jimmy Carrot Fringy. one, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you want to uh, represent our good friend Gary Vasellio, you can get the bearded dragon shirt there. Uh, simple, just a gray shirt, which I think he appreciates because it's kind of his his jam. Simplicity uh, is fine. Simplicity. Hey. You know, it's like KISS. Keep it simple, stupid. You know, that kind of yeah. thing. All right. And uh, tomorrow night on uh, Zero One Shootout, I believe we are, com- I don't know, are we confirmed to have uh, our friend the Powder Cake Jimmy Carrot rejoining us again, Menders? As far as I know, <laughs> as, of last, as of last discussion, that is the plan. All right. Sounds good. Uh, looking forward to that. He might have some interesting. Uh, it's always interesting when Jimmy shows up on the on the show. Always. Always. You never know which Jimmy we're getting. That's true. And he, which part of the woods he's going to be hiding in because he's always exactly. in undisclosed location. Undisclosed location. Why, yes. Which is a, a nightmare for any podcast producer because you don't know how his Wi-Fi is going to be. <laughs> and you never but know I digress. going to mess with it. Yeah. Uh, Bari, we're doing a gold rush this Friday. Yes, sir. We are doing a gold rush this Friday, and this week's belt of choice is the SmackDown Tag Team Championships from 2002 to 2010. So uh, it's going to be a it's going to be a good one. <laughs> I got to got to do some homework on that one, but uh, same here. But, but 
Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. I saw you think of a title for that episode. You know, I always do the little subtitle thing. But I got to I gotta think on that a little bit. Uh, right. But yeah, so that's going to be fun. Six o'clock on Friday on the JTR Podcast Network YouTube channel. So if you want to check that out. Uh, other than that, I think we have covered everything. Uh, like I said, a lot to talk about this weekend. I think three and a half hours, I think, was necessary to, to cover everything. Yeah, uh, I knew it was to any- long. Thanks to everybody that stuck it out for the entire time. Uh, it'll drop on Thursday on the podcast. You can listen to thanks, it AJ. Ether. Thanks, AJ. <laughs> thanks, Dwayne. And thanks to all the other resilience of people that have been uh, uh, hanging out with us here. And those that will be listening on the as, on the podcast on Thursday, uh, God's willing. So uh, I guess we will just wrap it up because, like I said, I'm hungry. I got to pee. And usually I'm not used to sitting here for three and a half hours. So for Bari, for Menders, for everybody in the chat, this is Red. Remind you all, life is hard, work stiff, and we will see you in two weeks.